With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of fandom access. I am your forever faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. Another big show tonight. We've got The Walking Dead as it limps to the finish line. We've got Manifest, which has returned from the abyss. We've got Interview with a Vampire. Can't think of anything catchy for that one. We've got Peripheral. (laughs) We've got Quantum Leap. We've got Andor. And we have AHSNYC. So as soon as my cohorts get here, I mean co-hosts, not cohorts. I guess both works. Oh, look, I have one. Good evening. Hello, AJ. How are you? Good. Had a good week, I hope? Yeah, as good as any other. Great. Um, I hear a little ding. Could be Jamie. You heard a ding? I didn't hear a ding. Yeah, it's a little text message that says, be there in a sec. Uh, so she'd be right with us. So we can, we have a ton of stuff to talk about tonight. Again, right? And yes. we have so many shows. Yes, that we do. Are like more than one episode. All these streaming shows that we got to do like two episodes yeah. a week. Uh, well, you know, so. it's, it's funny about AH, AHS. I mean, Manifest is one thing because, I mean, obviously all 10 dropped, but. AHS is funny because they're actually released. It's a, still a regular show, and they're dropping two every week, which kind of makes me yeah. wonder what their thought process. I mean, there's still two seasons to go. I mean, they're they're renewed through season thirteen, so it's kind of makes it almost makes you wonder if XX, FX was like, did we really want to renew this for two more years? <laughs> Well, especially, you know, they keep calling this a season like no other, and they've been hyping it like it was, you yeah. know, such an amazing season, which would make me think you want to drag it out and get the ratings every week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, not for, I mean, to be fair, it's an anthology, so every season is like no other. So there is truth to well, it, technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe they just want to get Jamie. all done. I thought at first you said Hi. Manifest. I was listening, and I'm like, they're not talking about Manifest. No. No. Oh, hello. Uh, so, hi, Jimmy. Welcome. Thank you. I'm, Sorry, I'm listening. I'm, ready... I'm distracting my eye. My contact moved, but I'm listening. That's why I paused. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> um, um, but we got a few things tonight. I looked up. I'm hopefully got the right... Uh, the right episode in, in my head for peripheral. I looked it up, so hopefully I 
can remember which, which is which because it's so confusing. Okay, I watched it on Sunday and I already I'm like, wait, what happened? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess let's jump right into it, huh? Oh, okay, yep. yeah, we can do that. Enjoy time. your, yep, enjoy no, your Walking I'm, Dead. Like, jump right into our Walking Dead. Um, okay, that's what I thought. Yep. So, so Walking Dead. Um, yeah. So, um, obviously, now this, I had done the, I had talked to um, Medina for this one again, and that's uh, for, that? about uh, who plays Medina's, or who plays Negan's wife. Um, oh, she I plays Annie, Negan's wife. Yeah, she plays Annie. Oh. Um, the more I thought about this episode, there's a lot, obviously, in this episode that kind of kind of parallels what happened with Negan and Maggie and all that. Um, I think a lot of times though we still complain, like you still can't forgive Negan for what he did, but they kind of are really pushing it in this episode, you know? Um, uh, I mean, I was mean, glad be- that he didn't betray them. I can't say I was surprised. I'm like, there's no way he's betraying them. You know he's not going to. Um, but I think that that warden was kind of meant to – kind of parallel what he was like, I guess. But I don't know that it followed through as well as maybe it, it could have, but I think that was kind of what they were going for. Oh, I didn't really think that. I hadn't even thought of that until you just mentioned it. That's interesting. I was kind of thinking um, person like every single person from the from the Commonwealth of the Total Jerk. Uh, and uh, I was thinking, I don't know, I was thinking a lot like this is not a way to, uh, I don't know, it's not a way to run the play. Like, what is the point of sending people there to do work and then, like, you're going to shoot them all? Like, is there I know, a you way need workers, to, right? <laughs> well, yeah, you need workers. Um, well, I don't think he thought that they'd all stand up, you know what I mean? I think well, that he says, he says kill them all. He's going to kill them all. No, right? no, no. But I, mean, I think his original plan, I don't think he thought they would, is what I'm saying. But then, like, he kind of had to follow through or nobody would be scared of him. Um, and, and that's kind of where I think, like, his, his cruelty and his, like, I think it's sort of paralleling the way Negan ran things. And I said, I don't think it came through maybe quite as well as they had hoped. But um, uh-huh. I kind of feel like, especially after talking to her, too, when she was um, was saying how, like, that guy was, you know, had, had to run things kind of like he did and that he was doing his job. But it's, like, it's all through fear. You know what I mean? But this time, Negan, like, kind of sees that. And I think that's why they sh- – I'm assuming why they showed, like, all those flashbacks at the beginning of the episode of him, you, you know, well, they didn't actually show it, but when he killed Glenn in that because it's, like – this guy's trying to scare people and is, like I said, kind of running it through fear. But um, I guess the point of it is to show that Negan changed and that he's willing to, you know, to die for her and that he's willing to risk his life for them and that I I, I don't know that I completely buy it um, just because, I mean, I buy it, but I, I still can't forgive him. Let's put it that way. It's not that I don't believe that he would do what he did because I still believe he loves Annie. I also believe that he knows they have no way of getting out of there if 
you know, Ezekiel and the other ones get killed because they're not going to listen to him. And I think that he, so I can't say it's all for altruistic reasons that he did what he did. Like not, I mean, maybe for her, but I mean, it's not like just to save that is what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it was necessarily about the other people, but I think that it's to show that he's definitely changed. Um, And I mean, I like how they did it. And I like how everybody stood up. I mean, it was a little, you know, do I believe all those people would have stood up and risked their lives for him, even if Ezekiel did that? No, but I like the way they played out, the way it played out. And it was kind of like a good, like, um, I don't know the way I want to describe it, but like a positive, you know, they're, they're, they care about each other. Like, I like how it, it went down. And then I think the fact that Daryl just kind of popped up and stabbed him in the middle of it was even better because it just cut the whole thing off. But, um, you know, obviously the other, um, the other super, I keep wanting to call them super soldiers. The other guys, the other um, didn't agree with him. And that one was going to shoot him. I assume that they did not, that Daryl and them did not kill them because they were going to, it seemed like we're going to let them go or wanted to let them go, but we're obviously being controlled by that guy as well. But um, I, I don't know. I think it just shows that people are a lot of times like these soldiers, they're not all bad. They're doing what they're being forced to do because they're scared too. doesn't make it okay. But um, I don't think everybody in the Commonwealth is, is bad. And I think it's before like how we talked about what, what character was it? Maybe it was even Negan when we had this conversation. I think it was Negan where I said before that like, there's so many of them and one of him. And like, if just one person had stood up with a gun and like shot at him or pointed at him, like probably the other people could have followed, but you need that person that's kind of like willing to go against them and not be scared. And I feel like Pamela kind of has that same authority. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought this was really not that great an episode. I mean, I, okay, so it was an okay an episode. It was, I thought it was an okay episode. I think this back of the season is just really not that good. And overall, I think it's not like that good an ending for The Walking Dead. I, I think we just, when you have a season finale that's been a series finale that's been planned for so long, uh, I think they could have planned something really bigger and more interesting. I think that the Commonwealth storyline from the comic books is just not really working as like a super, super not ending. An ending. Yeah, it's yeah. not that it wouldn't work if there was another season, but because it's the ending, like we want something big and, and explosive and you know, like a big. Uh, you know, fight or something. And and it's it's just not it's not as I think, exciting. I don't know. Well, I think it's not that good. I think they this episode was robbed of its drama because you know Negan's not gonna die. Like there's no suspense at all in whether yeah. or not Negan's gonna portray them, what Negan's gonna do, is Negan gonna give his life for uh Annie's life. Like you you just know it's not gonna happen. You know he goes on to like have this show with with Maggie. So, you know, he's definitely not going to betray the group again because, like, Maggie finds a way exactly. to go forward with him, right? Um, yeah. So I also think that this whole thing with his wife, Annie, I just don't see it. I just don't see, like, I think if they hadn't, like, had Negan be missing for all that time and then just suddenly, like, oh, he's married and he's having a baby and he's in love and it changes him, like, I just feel like that's not 
um, it's unearned because it all happened off screen yeah. for a long time. Yeah. We barely know Annie. Like we like how many episodes has she been in? How many lines has she had in the show? Like it's not just, enough. it's not earned. Yeah. Right? It's it's totally on No, yeah, I agree. And um, he's a big character, so she should have more importance in the story. Um you know, but I mean that's the writers. What are you gonna do? But um but yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like I said, I didn't think that he was gonna betray them. Um, but that was kind of my point though, is I think he was willing to risk his life for her because he loves her. And even if we didn't see that on screen, I can kind of buy that. But I don't think that he is standing up for the other people out of the goodness of his heart completely. Like, I think a lot of it's like he knows that if they die, she's going to die. You know what I mean? Like, they, he needs them um, – to do the to make the rebellion to get her out of there because I think he knows that he has no chance of, you know, leading them at this point. And that was kind of that conversation that that, that was good. That conversation he had last week with with Ezekiel um, about yeah, I mean, that. So, so I mean, speaking of Ezekiel, that was another like weak moment for me this week also, where this you know he, he says, "Oh, I can't, uh, I can't forgive you for what you've taken from me," and and, you know, he goes back and, and he refers to Ben, who I'm like, I had forgot. I'm like, wait, what? Ben? Yeah. I, and I'm like, oh, like, yeah, Henry wait, had a brother. What yeah. happened to him? And, you know, he was like this kind of, I'm like, wow. Like, it was that's the, Negan's people shot him, yeah. Right? So Negan didn't even do it. Somebody else shot him, right? Yeah, I was going to say. I vaguely remember from that scene we had a call. I remember vaguely having a conversation about that years ago. That it was because of those people running the the making. I forget what they were giving to Negan food or weapons or whatever. That it was because those people made decisions. It wasn't that he said that they were the ones taking care of it. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't even weird. know in that instance that he should blame Negan, which which is funny and ironic. But <laughs> I'm not sure that that was even really his fault, at least from what I remember. So, well, I mean, it's yeah. his fault. I mean, if Negan no, wasn't but like, I mean directly enough that that Ezekiel would be like, I can't forgive you for it. Like, yes, it was yeah. definitely his fault because of the way he ran things. But he did not kill that kid. He did not. Yeah, kill he that didn't personally. Well, he didn't personally kill him. But if Negan hadn't been running his yeah, organization, if Negan you know, hadn't been Negan, it wouldn't have happened. But yeah. that's you know. Yeah, I, I think that. of all the things Negan has done. It, like to have a um, what five six seasons ago that we have to kind of remember, I think was not really. That was barely in it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that wasn't really like like there. These are the weaknesses as we come to the end. That you know they also like uh, Pamela Milton is just not a, a frightening character to me. And every and like I you know I feel like. I mean, I feel like that warden was not, like, I kind of disagree about the parallel to Negan. I feel like he's exactly like that guy that they threw off the roof, of, like, in the beginning of the season, and he's exactly like, uh, Lance I think Hornsby, there's, like, the, they're I all horrible there people not, at the Commonwealth. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I'm not saying it worked. I think that's what they were after. Because there was even a quote, and I'm looking at this, this is on comic on comicbook.com. There is a quote, and he had even said that. Negan says, I've known men like him my whole life. I used to be how I used to be him. 
And that's why I said I think yeah. they were going for that. I just don't think it yeah. came across. I guess. Well, I mean, it's not very like I think Negan means you're right. It's just like every other villain in this show. It's not. Well, and Negan was far worse. Like, like, like Jimmy, the the warden is not forcing the women in the prison camp to have sex with him, as far as we know. And he's not like he's just doing his job to be a jerk, right? Um, yeah. I mean, he's brutal, but that's why that's why he was put in that job in the first place. Like, I I I wouldn't read more into that than just another. Um, another redshirt bad guy that got killed. I think he even had a name. I, and I think this business with the children, this business with the kids being taken to me is like also too little, too late. Like there's two episodes left, and they're trying to build up this mm-hmm. big thing of find the kids that just started like two episodes. I just feel like the whole back end here is not leading to the kind of like big epic conclusion we wanted. And I, I can't believe they started adding these like other kind of zombies in the last couple of episodes. Like, that's the thing they should have been seeding into it now and then, I think, over a long period of time. And, like, you know, they put the guts on, and then Enid, Enid is that her name? Falls. Or is Enid? Who? What? Alpha's daughter. What's her name? Alpha's daughter? Oh, um, Lydia. Was that this episode? I Lydia. Know what... it, yeah. Enid, Enid's from a different... Enid's that other girl that was killed years ago. Um... Uh, like Lydia falls and she drops the knife and then this other zombie happens to fall exactly where she fell and picks up the knife and like zombies can pick up knives now and I'm just like like this is a huge development that they decide to dump into the Walking Dead universe in the last like like four episodes of the entire series like it bothers me it bothers me um, that, there, yeah, that it's not making it's more me. sense and not better thought out yeah, I mean, they're just trying to set up the other shows. Like I said, I don't Are I they? think the, the smarter zombies, well, I, I assume so because of the whole thing about, you know, World Beyond and them acting like they changed. And and I've yeah. said this before, I think the idea of smarter zombies is a good idea. It's just it's, it's yeah. putting it in now is not a good idea. And, yes, there have, at the beginning of the show with Frank Darabont, there were threads of it but you can't have threads of something and then get rid of it for 10 years and then bring it back it doesn't (laughs) work that exactly jamie exactly it's kind of like i kind of see their point of view though if they decided to do this for the new show it's kind of like how do you do it if you know that this will make a better show do you bring it in so it makes a better new show at least but piss people off or do you just not do it? You know what I mean? Like, I kind of see the yeah. dilemma if they haven't done it for 10 years. But they should have had a game plan. If they were going to have the show going on this long and they knew they were going to have spinoffs, they should have thought of this, like, oh, a long time I mean, ago. It should have been. They knew it at least since they wrote World Beyond, right? I mean, they – this is yeah. what Scott Steenpool gets so paid for, to be the overlord of all the shows. Before, yeah, they could have started doing it before whatever it is, four episodes before yeah. the end of the show. Yeah, I just feel like they're not the, the ending of the show is not giving me what I and and you know I mean I've read the comic book I know what happens you and I have talked we talked about it a couple weeks ago that killing Lance killing Lance was kind of a waste because he's a way better villain than Pamela Pamela's just like uh-huh. I mean she doesn't really give any any it's not like I feel like she's really smart politician who just wants to hold on to power and lies and she doesn't really feel like to me, the portrayal on the screen doesn't feel like a person who really could have kept control of Commonwealth for 10 years. 
do you think that it's more meant as kind of, I guess, I want to say this, like a parallel to kind of what has happened in the real world? Like, I kind of wonder if that's why they kind of have this big, bad government, you know what I mean? Like, they're well, trying, they're more trying to say something that's not being said that's not working, you know what I mean, rather than trying to make a good villain. Yeah. But she's in the book, right? I mean, yeah, she's, so, and I, I, I can't really say what year the Commonwealth storyline was introduced, but it's, it's years old now, right? Like, Walking yeah. Dead, the comic ended, and two years ago, the comic book, um, and the story, the Commonwealth storyline is the end of the comic. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't quite go this way. As we've discussed. Well, um, the comic similar. book, though, has the big ending of uh, Rick getting killed, though, too, right? Yeah. So I think, like, yes. for a comic book, it worked for the end, but because we don't have that, it's not kind of like this big explosive ending. Although, that's not to say somebody couldn't die. We don't know. Um, well, I, I just wonder also, if that took, maybe took a lot of it. I mean, so much of the comic book throughout its entire run, and particularly in the later issues, really, is Carl's coming of age, right? and stepping up mm-hmm. to, like, following Rick's footsteps. And so not only is Judith not really positioned for that, she's too young, but the children are completely, like, missing, in the, like, in these last episodes, right? Like, it's like you and I complain about, you and I complain about kids on TV all the time, and now I'm like, where are the kids? This is so stupid. Where are they bring the kids? No, um, let me ask you a question. All the kids are missing in, except Herschel, yeah. right? Or am I wrong about mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something I'm confused about, but I don't want to. The kids were taken okay. away to. I I, the only part uh, one back was Herschel. It makes no sense that Herschel was in this one. Like, why was Herschel in this one room? If you're trying to separate the kids from the. Like, I don't know. It just makes no sense to me, any of this. Like, yeah. So, I don't anyway. Know. I mean, it was, it was okay writing wise, and there was a little bit of excitement I I mean I don't know we saw like Daryl and Maggie and Carol and who Connie sneaking into the Commonwealth through the sewers which was pretty easy um yeah could they live there for eight years and (laughs) know their way around so I mean it was you know it makes sense It, it it I guess it bothers me that with two episodes to go, we had to spend this episode like moving people around and talking a lot and not really doing, you know, like, you know, I don't know. And there's still a part that I got to ask you because I'm still confused about this part. And I don't know if it's just like I missed part of it or what, but I thought it, it was my understanding. We had this conversation, I think last week, that I thought this the thing where, where Rosita got on the radio and was like talking to, um, I can't think of her name, but oh, that, that actress. Oh, that's yeah. Nicole Brown. Was that the, yeah. is where Connie was. So I don't understand. They're still at the Commonwealth now. I thought the whole no. thing was they were going to Alexandria, and I missed something. They are. Of what they're, at, they're at Outpost 22, which is Alexandria. They're there, remember? Like, Daryl helped okay, save so the, the Kelly. prison camp is Alexandria. That's yeah. what I'm not understanding, but I, I didn't They were get. in, like, okay. a... T- 
they were in, you explained this to me last week, they were in like some temporary prison for like a night and then they so got they moved, taken. That's, see, that's what I think I missed is that they apparently moved all the prisoners. I thought that they were just rescuing Connie from Outpost 22. That's why I got so confused in this no, episode. They rescued I may have Connie that, from the train. What I said. Connie was on okay. the train going someplace that nobody knows where she was going and they rescued her from the train, right? And then they, see, look, we don't even know what the hell's yeah. going on and you and I both watch it and think about it a lot. Yeah. That, that makes um, more I, I sense, mean, though. They just they moved the prisoners, I guess, and didn't explain that. Or I don't know. You I were mean, supposed to pick up on that. It wasn't real clear. It also is kind of dumb to me. So we have this whole other storyline we haven't talked about, which is Eugene's trial, which doesn't really need to be talked about because, like, we knew well, he, you knew he, he was going to be found guilty. I mean, that's, yeah, we knew he'd be found guilty, and then they'd have to try to figure out like how to save him or whatever. So all that happened, right? But. Like uh-huh. if they want if they want to take down Pamela, everybody has to come back to the com- like they just went from the Commonwealth to Alexandria. Are they going to go back no, to the back. Commonwealth next week? Destroy Pamela and her hold on on the country, basically from Alexandria. You have to go to the Commonwealth and kill her, right? Yeah. And and so is Yumiko and Mercer going to do that themselves, or like is everybody coming like? It, like, I really don't want to see the last two episodes with the with the people split up, even though the people... No, I the think people they're who, probably... They're going to go back. End up there. They're going to... I mean, yeah. they just walked, basically. They just... Yeah, they're just going to... Yeah. They're just going to drive back and forth from Virginia to Ohio all the time and pretend that it's not very far. Yes. <laughs> but they do that all the time. That's nothing new. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But um, that being said, the stuff with Eugene, I agree. We knew he was going to be you know, found guilty. I would have kind of liked to have seen Mercer go up on the stand. I get why he didn't. But as much as it wasn't, you know, necessarily necessary, I did kind of like the the ending, like the way it was when he when he uh, rescues Eugene. Um, so at least everybody's kind of on the same page at this point. Um, yeah. He's finally, you know, going to help them, which is a good thing. Mercer, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, the other thing I did want to mention, too, is that we didn't talk about, is the fact that Rosita, after, I guess that's after Daryl stabs him, but anyway, that she um, fixed that zombie on the warden. That <laughs> was a little violent. Oh, yeah. He didn't yeah. just try to stop her. He just was kind of like, yeah, I'm not helping you. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know if yeah, he really thought kind of... she would, though. You know, <laughs> she did, yeah. whether she thought it or not. But, yeah. um but she wants her kid back, so. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it's getting towards an ending. Um, yeah. This is episode 22, so there are two more left. Um, yep. The finale, everybody is seeing at the same time, because it's my understanding it was not on AMC. They're not putting it on AMC Plus until oh, it yeah? airs, like it's going to be live. I believe so, okay. yes. And there's like a whole finale event so and everything, so so they won't people won't get to see it ahead. I'll so tell you my prediction. Spoiled. Yeah, I'll tell you my prediction. I think they're going to have Rick come in, and that's why they don't want it spoiled. And I honestly have no idea. I just I that's what I think. I think that they know that they can't keep it quiet. <laughs> so although to be fair, most of the time it's not kept quiet because they talk about it on Talking Dead. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's that, 
But I think that there's so, that might be part of why they're just doing it all at once, and which which I, I mean, kind of think would be better. I was kind of thinking that, but then I read. So it was reported in a couple of outlets this week about. Did you see the reports on the new Daryl Dixon series, which I, I think is just called Daryl Dixon. Does it have a name, or is it just called Daryl Dixon? I, I don't know. I'm not um, sure. I didn't. So they they added a couple. They added a couple co-stars were announced this week. Um, and one is Clemence Posey, who's from the Harry Potter Goblet of Fire. Um, Fleur Delacour. She played Fleur Delacour. And the other okay. actor who was a, the other actor who was announced, I forget his name. No, it's set in France, so she's French, right? Um, the other guy yeah, is actually English. But but it was reported, if this is true, that the way it begins is Daryl wakes up and somewhere in Europe and doesn't know where he is and doesn't, of course, only speaks English and has to figure out how he got there and what's going on and how he can get home. Okay. See, I didn't read that. But um, I try to avoid spoilers. But, um, okay. Well, I didn't. I don't know. I, I thought spoilers. it was. <laughs> I Sorry, mean, that's terrible. That's kind of dumb. I mean, it's obviously the CRM would have transported him to Europe for some reason, who wakes Boy, yeah. up in France and is like, how I got? How did I get but here, I guess, right? Very true, but we don't know what happens at the end of the season. I'm assuming whatever happens leads into that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really read about it, but I, I'm still not happy Carol's not in it. Um, but, I mean. Well, she made her decision, decision, right? She didn't want to move to France. Well, I, didn't want I don't to know. France I've, heard, I've heard so many conflicting things. I'm just kind of like, I don't even want to know. You know what I mean? Like, what people do and that some of it is kind of like their own business and, you know. But no, I would have liked her I, to be I read consistently only one thing about it, which is that Melissa McBride didn't want to move to France for a month um, and months to shoot it. Uh, the question I have is, didn't she know that, though, when she agreed to do it? But I guess originally it wasn't supposed to take no. place in France. I think they moved it or something. I, don't I mean, know. I think she agreed to – I think she agreed to before it was written. I'm sure she agreed to unnamed Daryl Carroll spinoff before it was – right? I mean, right. I'm just saying. I would think they would have told her at the beginning if it was going to be in France. But it sounded like, from the way it was hinted at, like last season, that it was going to be not. It didn't seem like it was going to be in France. So I don't know. Maybe things were changed. The point is, is you know, just if she don't want to do it, it in France, business, she don't want to do it. It just kind of yeah. stinks, huh? Just because you just because you said it in France doesn't mean you have to shoot all of it in France, right? Like that you can true, shoot exteriors well. in France for a month and then shoot the rest of it, you know wherever. Yes, she can. Um, yes, she can. I mean, it's set in Virginia, and they shoot it in Georgia, right? Like, you know, yeah. I mean. No, you're granted, right. You're right. Like, but. I, I, just, I just don't know that, like, I like Daryl and everything. I mean, Daryl's great. Love Daryl, um, and I love Norman, but I think that what made me interested in that show was that it was going to be the two of them. And yes. I think that yes. they kind of. yes. Is my yeah. point. So I, I'm kind of sad she's not. But, I mean, I get that she's not. And if she don't want to, like I said, that's, you know, she has every right to not want to do it. I get that thing, mm-hmm. you know, as, like, a viewer. But um, yeah. I, I guess we'll find out. But I, all I know is everybody's watching a finale at once. They're not supplying it to, at least from my understanding, unless other journalists that are, you know, bigger sites, I don't know, maybe they'll get it. But mm-hmm. um, as far as I know, they're not supplying it to the press. So um, everybody all will right. see it. Yeah, together. Okay. So good. All right. Well, All right. Uh, so I, I guess that's. Move, I have an answer to your question. Yes, AJ. 
it was supposed to be stateside, and then Scott Gimple said, wait, what if we actually shoot it in France? I'm sure that's what happened. Probably. Uh, Scott Gimple, yeah. Gimple destroys it all. The smart thing would have been, well, let's see, half of our lead, the, the, the half of the important part of the show doesn't want to do it in France. Why don't we, like, not do that? <laughs> you know, like, if I was Gimple, that would have been my decision. I would have been like, okay, then we don't yeah. do it in France. But, um, I mean, I can understand wanting to film it in France, but I would think that keeping that cast would have been more important. But we're not them, so. Yeah. Nope. I would have all Yeah. It doesn't fix it. But who knows? Maybe she'll show up down the road. I mean, you don't know. With this show, you never know. Well, you know, I liked I liked your theory a couple weeks ago, Jamie, that Carol would stay to try to fix the Commonwealth. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, I have no clue, but that's kind of what I think. I hope they go that route and don't just kill her. I mean, I guess it's possible they won't they kill, her. kill her, but I hope not. They won't kill her. I don't think they will. Okay. Because you know why, too, I don't think they will? I think that if they kill her, then fans lose hope that she will ever show up in the other show. Which is why I think they yeah. want to kill her. Or, or yeah, even they if she's kill not her. going to or, be in the other show, they want people to think she might. It's like Or when she decided not to not to move to France to shoot the Carol and Daryl show, Gimple's like, Yeah, we'll see we'll see how she likes dying on this regular on the, on the prime <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah. That's all we do. Anyway, but, what do you guys want to do next? Interview. Let's do an interview. Interview? Okay. All right. This yeah. is oh crap! I didn't even write, look that up. Which week is this? <laughs> I, get so mad. I don't know. It's um, the next week that we're this gone. Is, this is week six. This is the sixth episode because next week, this coming one is the finale. Finale, yeah. Oh, okay. So this is this right. episode is in, this episode is entirely about Lestat trying to like apologize to Louis and worm his way back into um, Louis's life. Um, and having and being opposed by Claudia at every turn in hilarious fashion. It's pretty much yeah. the entirety of the episode, really. Not that much went on with Daniel in the interview, except they did explain a few things, I think, that AJ and I had been wondering about. Um, so we've been doing a lot of talking. AJ, why don't you start us off on this one? Um. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I really, really, actually, it's ironic because I enjoy the back and forth with Claudia and Lestat um, with what they're doing with it. Um, there's a few things that I'm worried about, but I'm going to hold judgment until the finale. I don't like the fact, um, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's yet to be seen, but I don't like the fact that, that Claudia is like, I'm going to kill Lestat, and I know you want to kill him, too. And then Louis, with the voiceover, admits that he does want to kill Lestat. Um, I'm not crazy about that simply because, you know, in the book, Claudia does what she does, and Louis is surprised at first, and then he's kind of more into it. But, But... um, I, 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 I'm just hoping it's not a group effort that they try to kill him in the finale. 
uh, you know, the mid-season finale yeah. or the whole oh, season yeah. one, season one finale. Yeah. Um, I hope she's just. I hope he's like. You know, I hope when she does attempt it, that Louis like, holy shit, I didn't actually think you'd do it. You know, as opposed to yeah. being in on it. Because, um, like, I, I've said this many times, you know, you can make an adaptation of something and you can change things up that work, but every fan of books that sees that come to life, there are iconic moments that we want to see, and when you fuck with our iconic moments, we turn on yep. you. We don't, we don't yep. like it. Ask, ask the people in The Walking Dead. I have not yep. watched since... They fucked up the Glenn shit. Yep. Yeah. And you just stopped. Yeah. They ruined that iconic so, like moment from the book. Yeah. 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 They tried to be so slick and kind of sort of give Glenn his moment, but then they had to throw Abraham's dumbass in there. So um, um, in the book, then, you're saying that it's only Claudia that does it? Is that what you're saying? Or you're saying it's the other way around? Yes. No, it's just Claudia. Yeah. Okay. Just Claudia. Okay. Like there's, like okay. there's, well, like in the book. Let's let's put it this way: in the book, <clears throat> Claudia just does it. She doesn't have a conversation with Louis about it. Louis has no clue that she's going to do this until it's already yeah. too late. So, um, but uh, you know, which you know, which would have that, a totally different ramification for their relationship in the show than if they do it together, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and um, that's one reason why. But yeah, so I actually, um, as as a series as a whole, I had a thought. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been this whole thing about Daniel being older and this being thirty years later, and the, the, the quote unquote interview with the vampire book hasn't come out yet. This is the second interview, and you know that, that's really been bothering me as a whole because it it's the setup for everything that comes after. And yeah, some yeah. of the books take place in the past and some of the, you know, but everything works its way to the present. And if you work your way to the present based off of this, it just, it really hurts my head. But yeah. here is my thought. And I don't know. I don't remember exactly what made me think of it. Um, but I wonder if, Instead of, I, I don't know what their plans are if they, like, season two of Interview with the Vampire and we come to the end of that book and then, quote-unquote, season three is, like, a new show and they call it the Vampire Lestat. Here's my thought, though. They call they well, continue to call the show for, for the next 20 years Interview with the Vampire. What if, instead of each thing taking, you know, each vampire getting the, the writer's bug each season or you know each adaptation of each book like say at the end of you know season three Lestat tracks down Daniel and the vampire Lestat book is is the show Lestat telling his story to Daniel and the whole thing like like everybody comes to Daniel to continue the story they really turn the, book, to, turn the turn the series of novels on its head and don't really do what the books are. Just make them all like an interview with the vampire. Exactly. 
because that, that could work if that and, and again i don't know what made me have this thought i, I it happened while i was watching the episode all sounds like you know because <laughs> like i said it's been bothering me because of how things are but that would work in the sense that it would bring it to the present and make sense which would mean there's stuff that louis has stuff that's happened to louis since you know when they get to the end point of where interview ends there's other things that have happened to louis but we haven't you know learned those things yet so you know in essence louis would actually come back to daniel at some point you know and what so forth and whatnot which i think would make it make it kind of interesting um but that's just a thought i'm having based on what we're getting here um, as far as the episode yeah. itself, I, I I really enjoyed the chess game. That was great, especially the way Claudia like yeah. Lestat knows he's beat, and she's like, "I'm going to bed. I'm tired," because nothing, you know, she knows no, that. Yeah, she knows that that is going to piss him off more than the fact that he lost. Yeah. Yeah. He um. He he's really really um I mean I, I could really feel in this episode like I'm I'm like God this is such an abusive marriage I and mean, this is like what happens like your abuser you know injures you and then begs you to take him back and says it'll never happen again he didn't really mean it and he's really guilty and here I'm calling I'm calling like this is how abusive relationships go right um, right. And and he basically just wore Louis down eventually. Um, and he kind of wore Claudia down, although to be fair, like it's it's sort of not well here's the thing, I was gonna say it's sort of not Claudia's decision. It it's Louis's decision to take him back. And if Claudia's like it, she can just leave, except she can't, right? Like she uh-huh. try like he's an abusive parent. <laughs> And, and she tries yeah, she to cries. leave. Uh, she tries to leave, and he prevents her from leaving. And it's really, you know, he says, oh, Louis would be so sad without you, so you have to stay. But that's not really why he did it, right? No. Like, he's, he, Control. that's not really why. He, well, and, and cruelty. Like, he wants her to be unhappy. He wants to ruin her life. Like, like yeah, he wants to control her. And, yeah, he, he like, insists. Like, he refuses to see her as a grown-up. He always refers to her as a child. He, you know, he, I mean, he didn't even want to, like, say she's the cousin or she's the niece or the sister. She has to be the daughter. And he, you know, he really, like, he always calls her a child. He refuses to admit that she's now, like, 27 years old. Her Mentally, she's, like, you know, a grown person. Actually, I think in the episode, Louis actually says something about her being 30. 30? Yeah. So, so 15 years have gone by. She was 15 when they bit her, right? Yeah. When Lestat bit her. So 15 years have gone by. She's 30. Um, uh, they even, like, they're toning down a little bit of her. I mean, I know, like, she's eternally, she's eternally an adolescent, and she will always have these, like, raging, like, mood swings and hormones or whatever. Although I feel they really, that was toned down a lot in this episode. She... You know, appears she acts much more adult. Um, oh, yeah, and, she's and much learned. more self control and much more self control. Yes. Well, that's the thing. She might have these, still have these emotions, 
but being that she has all these years of experience dealing with it, even though it keeps coming at her because of her of her physical form, she's mentally able to deal with it. You know? Yeah, she wants to control herself a bit. Yeah. Um But at the same time, yeah, was- I mean, you know, you don't want to keep focusing on those things as you tell the story because then they just become um annoying. redundant. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Annoying annoying yeah. annoying is a good word too. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, what, you need, that... need characters grow like as characters. Yeah. But but with that's like abusiveness, you know, it, it it's real like, you know, him coming back and begging, it's so clear in this. And I think it's clear to me now watching this than it was I I mean, I'm not sure if I just don't remember from the book or if because I was many, 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 what was I, in high school when I read it, right? And, like, much younger and, you know, less experienced in life. Like, did did I just not, I don't know, did I just not catch it as much, AJ? Am I just not remembering it? Or is it is it easier to see on the screen, maybe? I'm not really sure why I feel like it's much more, to me, much more obvious here than it was in the book. Um. I think it could be a little bit of both. I mean, I've read I've read the um the first couple of books multiple times. Um and obviously I've read it more recent than you did if you if you read it in high school and haven't read it since. Um but I I think it's a little bit of both. I think they've I I almost actually feel like they've made him even more cruel in this series. Um you know, I mean, I, I feel like they, they, I always had said they did that with a movie too, where Lestat was even more over the top. Um, I think the problem, because in the book, while it's evident, it's, the way Anne Rice wrote it, it's much more subtle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, so in the book, they had a huge yeah. fight and everything, but his, he's, He's much more, you know, what it is? he's much more passive aggressive in the book. I think that's the best way to explain it. Yeah. So, so seeing it, see, you know, so if, if you were to close your eyes and watch the episode and just listen to them, you might feel the same way reading the book. But seeing it is always going to produce a different feeling. So, so yeah, I think it's, you know, it's kind of, so to answer your question, I'd say, yeah, I think seeing it is making you realize more of it. Uh, that's what I thought, yeah. So, Jamie, uh, I know you watched this a while ago, probably. Um, Ooh, a couple weeks. But, I don't think it was that long, but go ahead. Okay. but So I want to, like, what stands <clears throat> out for you? Let's hear from Jamie. Yeah. Um, huh, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he, he's very cruel. I can understand why Claudio you know, want, obviously wants to kill him, and she kind of, like, sees um, Louis keep forgiving him over and over again, and it's kind of, like, frustrating for her, you know, um, mm-hmm. because she sees it. But she's on the outside. I mean, a lot of times people, and I've never been in one, so I don't know, but, I mean, people in abusive relationships, I think, don't always, like, I think he's aware of it, but not to the fullest extent. You know what I mean? You can always see it differently from the outside. And, um, you know, she's kind of trying to, to get him out of that. I do like the whole thing where at least he's not, like, where they're, um, 
he's like buys him the car and everything else and like you said she's like uh uh-uh, uh and kind of keeps him away from her away from him and um at least at the beginning doesn't let him um you know worm his way back in but eventually she doesn't have a choice um but yeah i mean i think he's really cool and i think that maybe things would have gone differently if he had just let claudia leave um like i think that I'm not saying that the relationship should have been patched up because he is very abusive, but I think that if he had maybe let her leave and had made that concession, that things could have went differently. And, and obviously you guys, I'm, I'm assuming the big moments are going to be the same. So you have an idea what's coming, but um, yeah, I, I think that in my opinion, because Claudia is the one that is kind of going after him in the first place for the most part, whether or not, you know, Louis helps, I won't tell you, but I think that it's kind of like what instigates it. You know what I mean? Like, if he had just let her go, it might have worked out a little better, I guess is what I'm saying, without, you know, I, without giving anything away. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, for me, making Claudia stay was almost like like his greatest act of cruelty so far in some ways to me. Um, yeah. Uh, because he really, I mean, he really does it just to punish her, I think, right? Like, it's not like he has a need. I don't think it's really a need to control her. It, like, he really, like, it's right, it would be just let her go. He, he really wants Louis, he does nothing but complain about her. He wants Louis all to himself. He never really wanted her from the start, right? Um, he hates her. They don't get along. And then he forces her to say, and he says it's for Louis, but, you know, but and she's like, Louis said I could go, and he doesn't care. Like, it, it's a great act of cruelty just to, he doesn't really just to ruin her life. Like, he threatens her. He's like, I'll kill you if you leave, right? Right. And I guess my point is that if he had just let her leave, she would not have been so adamant about killing him and, you know, trying to, to stop what he's well, doing. Like, they could have. Like I said, it's not that he should be back with Louie. I'm not saying he should. It's still an abusive relationship. But I think that this is like, in my opinion, him doing that to Claudia is clearly the catalyst that starts, you know, everything moving. Well, I mean, everything everything you've both said is accurate with it. But there's also one other thing. Lestat's fear of Louie leaving. With Claudia there, yeah. Louie does not leave. With her gone. That's true. Even though Louis, even though for the moment Louis is content with staying Lestat, how long before Lestat pisses him off to the point where Louis just leaves? And if Claudia is there, Louis does not leave. The bottom line is it's all sorry. selfish nature of Lestat. Yeah. I'm yeah. curious once you guys see the next episode, there's certain things that Lestat does that I don't like surprises me, I guess. Let's just say, like if if his goal is to to keep Louie there, some of the things he does kind of surprise me, and I'm I'm you know interested to talk to you guys about well, it. Let's, once yeah, we'll just table that until next week. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm were you surprised that he didn't kill what's her name? His girlfriend. I want to say her name is Alexandra. Alexandra. Antoinette, like, were you, Jamie, surprised that he didn't kill her when he promised he would? 
Okay, I guess that was this one. I thought that was the next one. That was what I was talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm oh. surprised that if he loves Louis so much that that one thing that was important to him, why he didn't just do it. But I guess that's the same thing as why not just let Claudia leave. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's – I think a lot of it I, – I do think a lot of it's about control. I think that he has to have his way. And, yeah, oh, he doesn't want to get in on every, anything. But it does kind Let's of surprise this way. me because that was the one condition. Like, why couldn't he just do that? Why was it that big of a deal? Yeah, I, I'll tell you why. Because if Lestat got bored with her and decided to kill her, that would be fine. But they told him he had <laughs> to. Uh, you gotta, yeah. Lestat is a child. Lestat is an overgrown oh, is. child. He's a big baby. You know, He's so you right. know I mean, it's ironic, it's, it's ironic actually because Claudia's tech, you know, was, was the teenager – Lestat exactly. is the eternal teenager, you know, like you tell, baby. you know, you tell a teenager, don't do this. The more you tell them, don't do it. Honestly, the more what they're going to do. We all did it, you know, but that is Lestat yeah. in a nutshell right there. You're not going to tell Lestat what he can and can't do because he's going to go, he's going to butt against it every single time. So telling him that's the, that's the one condition you have to kill internet or no deal. So, of course, there's no way he's going to do that because he was told to do yeah, it. I, Had he come to that conclusion on his own, yeah, it's fine and dandy. Yeah. It just so, seems like yeah. maybe he doesn't – like, I, I get what you're saying. I totally agree with that. But I, I guess, like, it makes it feel like to me that he's showing that he really doesn't – I mean, he thinks he loves Louis, but I don't think it's so much love as a possession more than love, you know? It's more he's my toy and I'm not letting him go more than I'm madly yeah. in love with him. And um, yeah. actually, I think now to say that thinking about it, I, I think that that act of not killing her actually is really, really telling just because of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I say what you said. You're both absolutely right. <laughs> um, he He's not going to do anything because you told him to do it. Um, I mean, that's a ma- that's a huge reason why he doesn't kill Antoinette. Uh, it's because he's been told to do, and he's a big baby. And I and I think Jamie, like you're right, like all all this, pro- like he he can talk all he wants about how much he loves Louis, but it just isn't there on the screen. Like it just isn't there in his actions and his deeds. Like he thinks buying you a Rolls Royce, like he he likes to have all these beautiful, like like. Louis is beautiful and intelligent and, you know, also I think Lestat is really afraid of being alone, right? Like he is mm-hmm. alone. There are no other vampires around except Bruce shows up randomly and takes off, right? There are no other vampires around. We don't really know from the show. We don't know if there, like how many other vampires are in the world and if any are around. And why Lestat, I mean, Lestat says they're out there. He says they're out there. They're very dangerous. They'll kill you. You're too weak, all this, right? But we don't really know mm-hmm. from the show why he, why he shuns the company of other vampires. And yet he's desperate to have these other, to have Louis be a vampire with him, right? Like he can't, he's, right. he's terrified of being alone. Um, he probably, probably can't stand to be alone with himself because he's such a, a horrible person. He can't even mm-hmm. be with himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so. that, that hits the nail right on the head. I mean, with what the show is, I mean, I I I know 
from the books, other books, why he doesn't like to be alone and what brought that yeah. out initially. But, but just in the world of the TV show, it's pretty apparent. We don't know why yet, but it's pretty apparent because he's done everything he can. And I think that's another, another reason to the, why he keeps Antoinette alive because when Louis is shutting him out, Antoinette, she fawns over him, you know, well, that's oh, the most yeah. important thing in the world to her, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's another layer of why. I mean, could he find another person that he tells who he, who he really is and, and have them? Yeah, I'm sure there is. But he's already got her figured out. So, you know, it's the best of both worlds for him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's totally compliant. She lets him, we saw her next. She lets him feed um, on her. Uh, she's, yeah, she worships him. Um, although he's also, like, she's, I don't know, like, I mean, she let him chop her finger off and put the, like, why did he yeah. chop off a, ran, like, why couldn't he chop off a random finger and stick her ring on it? Why does it be her actual finger? I mean, I know I why. I wondered that myself. Louis, right? Like, I guess. <laughs> unless, unless Louis or, unless one of them could smell that it wasn't her finger. Maybe. Unless, I mean, their senses unless, are pretty heightened. Unless Louis just wanted to exert that level of control over her. Was this like before he turned her though? Because it would have grown back, right? Turned. I was thinking she's, she's not she's turned. She's no, she's a familiar. Oh, not turned. I guess just because I saw him drinking. You said he drank from her, right? Maybe that's why. I'm yeah, he, she had the holes in her neck. He's drinking from her. Okay, yeah. I assumed he turned her. That's why I was right. thinking, why not no. until he did that to cover Yeah. No, you know what, though? As much as I'm enjoying this, we, we should move on. However, there okay, is one wait, more but, piece that we have to talk about before we do move on, though. Daniel. Yes, that's where I was going. Um, so yeah. his fever dream or whatever you want to call it, his flashback dream, how much of that's real and how much of that is just in his head? Like, like were we given a semblance of 30 years ago from his dream? Because, I mean, obviously at the end of the dream, it totally went sideways with um, old what's-his-face there showing up at the end of the dream, who obviously shouldn't be there. Yeah, the guy so, who is his, uh, the familiar, the guy who is Louis. Yeah, yeah, his familiar. Servant and familiar in Dubai shows up there in in the 70, whenever it was, right? Whatever they're saying. In, in the San Francisco dream. In, in San Francisco dream, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was obviously like taking a lot of drugs back then and whatever. I don't know. I mean, to me, it seemed like it was a straight flashback. This is how he met Louis until that guy showed up at the end. Yeah. Who is allegedly human? We know he's human because he's. Well, we don't yeah. really know. I mean, we see Louis. Then he lets Louis drink, right? Well, we see Louis feeding on him. Say, didn't he drink? Yeah, but in order I mean, for him to have been around then and not to be, the only way he could have that so youth would be if, if he, was he had been changed, right? Yeah, right. or. If, or a dream. We don't really know at this point. Well, or unless... well, it wasn't. It was. Well, it was a dream because we know we see him sleeping. Then we see what he's dreaming about. Yeah, we just don't know if it was only a dream or a memory. We just don't know how accurate it is to their actual meeting. I mean, right. he was on drugs then. 
uh, and they're giving him drugs sure. for his for his illness, and who knows what they're really giving to him. Um, and I guess okay, this this makes no sense. But what I'm going to say makes no sense. But let me just finish okay. my it. Um, like Louis could be glamoring him to make him think he. I don't know. I don't think it's established in what we see on the screen that they can that he could put the glamour on him and make him think he sees a young a young man, but the man might actually be old. Um, I well, don't. Guys, yeah. Well, let me finish. Wait, I was going to say, let me finish because there would be no point to that, Jamie. I was going to say exactly what you just said. Like, why would he do that? Because there's no point to it. Like, right? why would he care whether he's old or young? I don't know, unless they have some point for the story to make. So, I, I don't. So, right. my answer is AJ. I don't know what we saw there. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I kind of figured since I don't know either, but <laughs> there was an there was a really important scene also, and and I mentioned kind of also what Jamie wants to say about this when Louis says, Daniel, if you asked me now, I'd give you the gift. Um, and Daniel says like, oh, well, now I'm old and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And like, I wouldn't ask for it. And, and I was like, okay, that answers a big kind of thing that, that AJ, you and I have been like wondering about. And I don't know, Jamie, if you caught that or wondered about that or, or anything. I, I don't know. I kind of have, I've kind of wondered, I mean, if he wanted it, cause it sounded like he did at the beginning, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that he would give it to him, but I also think maybe he offered it because he knows he doesn't want it now or not. He didn't exactly offer it, but what he said, I mean, because he knows that he wouldn't ask for it. I, I don't know. Okay, but, so, but I did you feel that after he go ahead. read, like, listened to this whole story, I don't know why you would want to be a vampire, but, you know. Um, so to me, in that sentence, he's saying, Daniel, he's saying, Daniel, you asked me before, and I said no, and if you asked me this time, I'd, I'd say yes. Is that yeah, how you read that scene? Yeah, that's okay. how I read it. I thought you were asking me if I thought he wanted to be it now. Yes, I definitely like took it that way. Okay. So I mean, AJ, you caught that also, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a. I mean, I don't really want to spoil anything. We might have already talked about this though. I don't Um, know, but I'm kind of assuming if he talks about all these different vampires, they think. Well, I mean, he's going to have to be turned. So I don't want to say too much about it, but I was glad they brought it up because it does happen in the book. They do have that conversation in the, in the book about that. I mean, I won't give too much away about how it goes down, but I felt like, okay, at least they're acknowledging that that conversation happened in the first set of interviews. The way this has been set up as a re-interview, you know, it's a little, it, it's different. And but so like I was glad. More or less I mean, I was glad to see they referenced this, this. I was glad to see they referenced this thing that happens in the book. Um, that if they're positioning, they're kind of positioning this as everything that happened in the first set of interviews was not really true. Um, but that does happen in the book, and I was glad to see them reference it because it's kind of a big deal. Let me, let me ask you a question you may think about. Okay. Sure. So 
we know that this is not, like I said, this isn't per se a retelling. It's just a sequel because he's hearing these stories again for the second time because he did this interview. Well, um, does it actually make sense? This made me, I don't know, thought about it, but like he makes a comment, I don't know, at some point that Louis is like before lied and, and is he telling the truth now and how, you know, his stories about the stat colored differently and that kind of thing. And it actually kind of makes me wonder and think about it. But you talk about how, like, in the book, it's, like, very much more subtle, right, their relationship and everything. Would it make sense, would it be possible, and I don't know, just kind of I'm curious, would it make sense if it was more like a sequel and, like, the stories that he heard the first time were that more subtle version of it? Because I don't know how he reacted to Lestat, I guess, in the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, the way he told the stories, I don't know if they were way different or if he actually looked at Lestat the same way, which is what they're implying he didn't, I guess, is what I'm saying, or at least Daniel did to me. Let's put it this way. Yes, yes, I understand exactly what you're asking. And let's put it this way. Daniel isn't as focused on in the book. Okay. You know, like, the book does float back and forth once in a while, but not the way the show does. Like, the book is mostly, hey, here's this guy, Daniel, and he's interviewing a vampire, and then the vampire tells the story. And occasionally, it would segue back to present time, um, because Daniel would want clarification on something. Or an insight or something, you know. So it's it's most it's it's more or less a straight through story, as opposed right. to this back and forth conversation that we see on the on the screen. That makes sense. But so everything though that Daniel's hearing, which I hadn't thought about till now, though he's already heard this before, or is it supposed to be that he's in a manner of speaking? Or... Yes. Yes. It's okay. yes. He, he's heard it, but it's you know he's hearing it again and. And some of the details are different, but I, I think a lot of what Daniel's saying is like your attitude is totally different than the last. I mean, we haven't seen a conversation yeah, where he's like, wait, he never, he, he never says things like, he never says things like, wait, she's 15. You told me she was five. Claudia was five. Now she's 15. Like they're not saying that everything in the first book was a lie, right? Like there is stuff that has changed. We're not seeing him. But right. I, I, stuff that was more subtle is more obvious than this. And, and, and I guess he's saying that Louis's entire, like, the way he's characterized Lestat and their relationship is different. I mean, I think we've heard Daniel say a lot, like, well, you didn't, like, the degree to which they're in love. Louis yeah, Lestat, he seems to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I get this opinion that Daniel's saying you were so madly in love with him when you talked to me the first time. It, well, maybe not madly in love with him, but I mean, I like he was still like I, I feel like Daniel saying you see now how abusive he was. You didn't seem to see that the first time. Is that accurate? That's how I take it anyway. No, no, no? Daniel. Uh, no, I think Daniel's more like you purposely like gave me a different uh, like. Not that Daniel's like, oh, now you see he was abusive and you didn't see it before. I think Daniel's like, wait a minute, you didn't tell you me the it. truth before, like. Because yeah, you weren't like you, accepting of the truth. Yeah. You, did you have an agenda then, or do you have an agenda now? That's true. Okay. That makes more sense. 
is kind of how I see where that's all coming from. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, we got to move on. Let's move on from this. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up. Okay. Well, not really, so. Peripheral or uh, manifest or quantum? Have that many. You want to do quantum? Those... Okay, let's do quantum. We can do quantum. I don't know. That's quicker. That was kind of quick. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I thought this one was pretty good. I like how he figured out instead of um, it wasn't just about saving them and that they were able to save, well, essentially save all the kids that were at that place and change what happened. Yeah. Uh, although, you know, I mean, that is kind of the way the show goes. Like, there's always this, like, they think they know what the calling is, and that the, uh, the calling, the the leap is. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, that, and then it turns out to be more than they thought, right? Like, oh, you're not just here to save their marriage. You're here to save them from being killed in the earthquake. You're not just here to help him win this fight. You're here to help him reconcile his work. Like, there's always a little more to it. Well, you know what it, you know what it always, it it kind of is, is there is what the leap is, you know, like, all right, the earthquake was, he was there to save the sun, but because of who Ben is and his personality and what he tries to do, he, he kind of makes other things happen that weren't necessarily intended type of thing. Um, Oh, yeah. This one was this one was kind of more obscure because they didn't have a lot of information other than the kids were, quote unquote, found dead in the woods because of uh, you know a, a school hike that went bad, um, which clearly there was more to it. So I, I kind of like the ones where they don't have as much information because then it kind of you have these things where you got to actually figure shit out. I mean, it's, us the viewer, I think it's pretty obvious what kind of school that was as soon as we yeah. see them escape. Yeah. 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 Um, the one thing that drives me nuts, and it actually, the original used to drive me nuts too, because Sam was just as bad sometimes, but I hate how sloppy, Ben got really sloppy in this episode talking to Addison. Like, you know, you're talking to somebody, you're, you're, you're a different, you're not Ben, you're somebody else. And these, these people are seeing you, you constantly just blurred out in front of multiple people talking to Addison like they don't fucking hear you talking to her. <laughs> At least yeah, with this. Yeah, I agree with I, that. I'm thinking this poor they had, kid. They think that this kid has they had, but they had some, But they had some fun with this one because yeah, they, did. they made this whole thing about, you know, having an imaginary girlfriend. So it was kind of, they, they made this one fun. But he's, there's been times he's, I mean, in kids, I guess it's easier to get away with it. But he's done this in front of adults, you know. And yeah. it's always something that's always driven me nuts because even Sam back in the original, he would do that sometimes. And I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, I did have one issue Thank with the episode. I overall, I overall, overall enjoyed the leap. Um, one thing that bothered me was when they were in the cabin and they got found and they're hiding on the side of the house. Why not take the van and leave? They left it running. Obviously, they didn't do it that way because of how, you know, so that the story could end the way it ended. But 
don't give us an opportunity like that and make the kids yeah, look stupid. Because the kids have been pretty smart the whole episode. You know, it reminds me of a commercial. I know, uh, it's a Geico commercial. Um, <laughs> it's a horror. The, the, the horror spoof one where they're like, they're like, oh, yeah. like, let's get in the running car and get out of here. No, let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie and I were just talking about that. That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. We just had a text yeah. conversation about that the other day. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, so, it's yeah. a TV show. They make dumb mistakes. Oh, well, um, yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, it was, yeah. The, they should have just hid the van or whatever. But, um, but yeah, I like the way they the way they did that. And then, of oh, course. Well, I kind of find it surprising, though, that the kids couldn't find the cabin and he found it so easy because he found the pipe that told him water was there, but the cabin was like, all he did was turn his head and there was the cabin. Like, he didn't really have to find the pipe to find the cabin. That was the only thing that was kind of like a little contrived, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Right there, yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, we get the, you know, on, on the 2020 side, well, we get the we get the well actually it was still in the bend time, but we get the big uh mid season finale of I left to save you, Addison. Dun, dun, dun. Credits. And not yeah. in January, gee. Is that what it's been in January? Yeah, it's a January second. Because I was really surprised. Oh. Wow. I am too. Well, you know what, it, it partly, I, I think that I can kind of understand because they were originally given 12 and then they were given six more, so there's now 18, which means they probably, I just they were, you know, they have, they have more filming to do, so. Yeah. They had to write and film, plus there's other stuff on the schedule, like you, like maybe don't want to just yeah. everything, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's that, Wow. Um, yeah, there was all that. I mean, so I, I was a little, so they have this whole bit of, who's the woman who's like the, who's, the woman who works in the office who's a little cold and a little, and she was trapped in the elevator. Jen. What's her name? Jen. Jen. Her name Jen. I can't remember Jen. Jesus. Um, it's like the easiest <laughs> name ever. Half the people in my high school class were named Jen. Um, she, um, like, there was a lot of character development on her in this episode, which, I mean, I, I shouldn't complain about character development, but I was like, I was like, wow, there, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of back-at-the-lab stuff going on that, I don't know, like, to me, we've talked a lot about how is there too much of it and is it all strictly necessary? And I was like, is that really necessary that, like, we have to have a whole thing about her daddy issues? Um, that kind of was, I don't know, surprising to me, and I could have done without it, maybe. Not that I didn't like it. I just don't care about it. Okay. I don't know, unless her dad's going to show up and be a problem, right? I mean, I think it's Maybe. good that they flesh out the characters, but I I get what you're saying. Like, it, we didn't we didn't necessarily need it because it wasn't really important. Yeah, this part to be going on when we still have all this. But you know, on the other hand, I guess if the mystery was unraveling too quickly, like how are we gonna, you know, how are we gonna? What, yeah. The show would move too fast, yeah. and so they have to maybe slow stuff down a little um, so, by having yeah. other stuff happen. I so. guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. One thing they've been doing the last two episodes is they're making Janet, you know, even though Janet did drug her mother, <laughs> um, they're making yeah. her look less and less evil each the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's looking like she has a, a you know, a point. Uh, and, yeah. and, like, the other thing is, like, why then, like, she's looking less and less evil and more and more like an ally, but then why yeah. wouldn't Ben tell? Then why did Ben keep it a secret? Is still, that's kind of still well, out there, Well, that's right? the thing, maybe, well, we kind of sort of maybe got that answer because whatever he's doing, he it has to do with Addison. Now, the only thing I can think of know. is the other leap is, is the other leaper, like maybe she dies in the future and it has something to do with the other leaper, which is why he's trying to leap to the future to stop that event from happening, maybe. Yeah. That's, I, and again, this is just obviously speculation on my part because of it. I mean, right. even from the beginning, even, even after Janice drugged her mother and let her fall to the floor, which if you wanted to make, <laughs> yeah, like, like she could have drugged her without letting her fall to the floor. <laughs> You could have drugged her and helped, you know, ease, you know, seen her falling, caught, caught her and just gently put her on the couch instead of like leaving her on the floor. But anyway, um, I, you know, I, I've been biased about Janice the whole time because I can't picture Al Calavici's daughter being the bad guy. I just can't. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, anyway. It's good to see that moving along and not just being dragged out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anything else with that? Right. We'll move on. To, move on to nope. peripheral move or on. manifest. Peripheral. Yeah, let's do peripheral. Okay. Um, All right. So Jamie, this is the one. So this as, soon is, as I figure out. I was gonna say this is the one where um, they find out what's kind of happening in the future, right? Kind of, well, I don't know what you mean by find out about the future, but Connor, this is the one where Connor takes a spin in her body in the future. Yeah. Yes, I like a that. I like how he got to kick him out. Yeah. The walk for a little bit. I thought that was nice. Um, but yeah, this is isn't this the one though where they take her to the sort of museum type thing? At least they say it's a museum. Yeah. Um. With the crazy shit in the air. Wait, what? find out what's happened in the future. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, okay, okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. I, I didn't understand what you meant at first by the crazy shit in the air, but then I, I it came back to me. To find out why, like, yes. six billion people died. Why, is, why like, almost a lot of people died died. and everything. Yeah. A lot of yeah. people. Like, 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 like. All except like only one billion people survive, right? Like six billion people died. Um, yeah, almost the whole you know, world died. Funny. Yeah, it's, they they talk about like part of it was from the big pandemic, you know. And you think about like when they have shows where they do pandemics and they do it because like people got inspired like by what's happening now, and it's like no, this is from William Gibson. This happened a long time. Ago. I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting. Assuming that part's in the book, yeah. and I haven't read the book, so I don't know, but. I assume it is. Um, but, yeah, I think the other thing that I think is really, before we get to the end of the 
the end of people and everything. The other thing I think is really important in this episode is um, conversation, and I like the that scene between um, Lev and um, Charisse, I guess is her name, Charisse. the the nasty lady. Um, yeah. How they're kind of that they obviously don't like each other and, and they're fighting, but they can't outright fight. But I like how she's like saying, "Oh, I killed somebody with DNA," and then like she swipes his mug or whatever it was she took from him. That was funny. I like that. Well, I thought that that was kind of like you had to really follow it closely, but like they were they kind of explained to us like how who everybody is and who they're working for, and that you know like there there are three organizations that run the world, and one is the Kleps, who you know I assume that's true for kleptocracy, um, and they're really like organized crime pretty much, right? And then there's the research institute. Um, and then there's like the government, I guess, is the third leg of that stool, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what but I got out of it. To... it. It does. I think that whole conversation is very important. It is hard to follow, but um, I think it, it's important. Um, and also, you find out in this episode that he killed all his stuff. Like, that kind of, to me, like, me, makes him. I don't know, like shows he's not all there and he's a little unhinged because these these people that he's killing are like, I know that it splits off into like alternate realities, but they're kind of like him, you know, in the past. Well, he, he, he and, killed his entire family in the... Yeah. He kill, well, he but kills it, all his doppelgangers. Well, right. No, he said he, that, no, like, he no. doesn't change the past and screw himself up. I think they're the only ones he killed. I think he said, if I ever find any more, I would do if I, I'll do it again. I don't think he said he has done it again. Right. He will do it again, right? Well, there was yeah. something about, the first... he found an article about his family being killed or something. So he at least killed yeah. family members yeah. and some of his, yeah, he killed, some versions. He killed, he killed his, in only, no, this is the only stub they've ever, like, interfered in. He's saying he did it in this stub, and if he ever goes into another stub, works in another stub, he'll do it again. I'm pretty sure... This is the first time he's killed all of his. But I that he, that he, he said he before, would do it again. We don't really know how many there are or if there's more. I just might have taken it that way. Um, and it's also been yeah. a while since I've seen it. But, um, I yeah, thought that yeah, was it's possible. Case. I took it. We took it two different ways. We'll see. It's a throwaway yeah. thing anyway, right? It's just to demonstrate how ruthless he is. Not really, yeah. probably relevant. Well, let me ask you guys a question, and this is not connected to that. I just was thinking about it because we had this discussion last week. Haven't you by now seen the thing where they walk through the, the city and he, like, shows her what it really looks like? No. Mm-hmm. You have not. Okay. Okay, never mind then. You know what I'm talking about, so don't listen to what I said. Okay. <laughs> but I, I think we kind of know that it's all uh, that. We already heard what you said. <laughs> Well, but you don't know what I'm talking about. The scene I'm talking about. No, I don't know what you're talking about. But you said, but you said, don't listen. Don't you said, don't listen to what I said. No, I know. I said don't listen. But what I said, no. I mean, you know that it's not all what it seems. I'm just saying there's like a scene that explains some things a bit. I thought it was in earlier. But uh, oh, and this one has the Will flashback too, right? Which is the other thing that we find out. More about oh, when, he, um, when they get caught. Yeah. Well, yeah. Flashback. What are you talking about? I'm looking at flashback. the screen. With him and, um... Will flash with him and Alita when they're young. 
Yeah, and, and that oh, other kid. Oh, when they kid, first get captured, when they first get what they call when it they're on the bus, when they first get reclaimed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when they're on the bus yeah. and then they make a they they yeah. have the image look like a fake uh look look like a fake Blue Cross food drive or some shit. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what's really clear from that is that without Alita, Wilf would have probably been dead, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I get that's like the aftermath of the war or the apocalypse or whatever we're calling this thing, right? The jackpot, they call it. Um, and yeah. they're living on the street in this really horrible, and for some reason, someone's going around collecting and snatching kids, I guess, because they need to repopulate, or I don't know why. But without like the other kids were like gonna, were bullying him and we're gonna throw him out and but Alita like stands up to them multiple times and that's really the only re- he like owes a lot to her like I can yeah. kind of like you can see now why he stayed with this family who clearly they clearly didn't want him and they clearly still don't want him and are very abusive and jerky to him now right um, yeah and he puts up with them and. Like it's for Alita. He can't like live without her. Right. Um, I really did not like the scene where Wolf dances with um, Lev's wife. I thought that was yeah, that's weird, boring, that's, and unnecessary. yeah, that was creepy. It was. It was creepy. Um, it was creepy oh, actually, to me. What was creepier though? What, what's creepier though? Her trying to impose that type of power over him or Lev watching. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. True. Yeah. There's a lot that's not clear to me that like like I guess it's racism um but there also seems to be some kind of <laughs> Than racism, but. Well, I mean, but but when he was introduced, when when he's brought out to be adopted, they say his genetics include German and North African, um, oh, which which like, I mean, he's he's black, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> um, want him from the start, and it's. It's because, like, I feel like if a little white boy was brought out, they might have not, you know, like, they make a point of saying that. And I just, these people, like, all treat him really badly. There's a part of me that feels like, is the is the surviving world, like, super racist, except Sharice is a very powerful person, right? Yeah. I, I, she's black. Yeah, it, I, I feel like they look down on him because he wasn't, like it is. See, I feel like part of it was like a like a class thing, but you're right. They said that because he was black, that's why they looked down on him as being like a lower class type of thing. Well, I don't know but, why, yeah, but just... Alita was brought in off the street also, so Alita's not. It's not like Alita is some kind of high class girl that they no, adopted. No, you're right. It's, it's, like they it's found different. her on the street also. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. So I don't really know why why people like no one in the whole show is nice like is nice to him like they're all using him for whatever I don't understand why he I don't understand anything about like 
why he hangs out with these people, how he came, like, I, I, like why he wouldn't well, get he the hell away from them. He doesn't hang out with these people. He works for Lev. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's, it's not. It's not. It's not like they're hanging out, having tea parties and shit. He works okay, for him. I mean, he's he get he's a job like, like, he, like he comes well, from a very like working for him because of elite. Like he thinks that it can bring him closer uh, to finding her. That's how I took it. Alita, yeah, exactly. I Jamie's mean, right too. I mean, that's part that. of it. That why yeah. like his very mean mother is like, we gave you everything, like. Except they probably wouldn't give him any money. I don't know, but like, um, give him an education. I mean, uh, the whole thing is, uh, it, it's very uncomfortable. Every time I see him interact with anyone, it's very uncomfortable. Oh, I think yeah, it's supposed I think to be. <laughs> family, but, yeah, but yeah, I think he's working for Lev because he thinks it'll help him. That he can help him find. Um, that he can help him uh, oh, find yeah. her. I don't think it's because he likes her. He's friends. Yeah, and it's it's also implied that that um, you know I, I'm sure we'll find out more, but it's also implied that Wilf has t- is trying a new path to be a little kinder and gentler, and that maybe his history is not so kind and gentle. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think in a flashback or so, I think we're going to see a, a much more brutal Wilf at some point um, in the flashbacks or something. Because it's even said, like, when when we first meet Lev, he, he kind of makes a comment, like, uh, uh, what's the Asian chick, I can't remember her name. She said she said something to Lev kind of, she said something like, to, to Lev, like, why do you keep him around? And, and you know, and he says, you know, he kind of says to Wilk, um, he's like, oh, because we know what he's really capable of. We remember a time when he, you know, used to not be so nice or something along those lines. I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But. Oh. Oh, yeah, huh. he Okay. Um, so we also have all the stuff that happens with Flynn. And I felt like it was about time, like I was waiting for, I was kind of wondering, like, how come nobody, how come Burton never says, like, let me get in and try it? Um, and I was sort of waiting for this to happen, that this is the episode where all the guys are starting to be, like, they want to try it. Like, Connor's the first one to get in, but they're, you know, later Burton has a conversation with his, I don't know what that guy's name is, his friend, um, who's like, do you want to try it? Do you want to try it? And that's the cousin. Um, I was kind of, uh, I was waiting for that, like, I, I that made sense to me. I was glad to see it because, of course, of course, that was going to happen, right? Yeah. Well, of course he's going to you know, try to do that. Why yeah. wouldn't he? And you know what else I like about it? The, the, the whole futuristic part of the storyline and everything is I like that there's consequences to this. Like, she's having some serious mental shit and her hand keeps tightening up. You know, I like the fact that it's not just um, a device used to get us to the point to tell the story, like it's creating its own story because it is experimental, you know, and it's not mm-hmm. perfect, and it's it's giving her si- some serious side effects. Um, yeah, you know. So and I like I like that aspect it. of it. Yeah. Other people maybe less so. Um, I do love, yeah, I love no, every cause... time 
Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, obviously, Lev doesn't care about her or, you know, pretty much anybody doesn't seem like. He just cares about the bottom no, line he... is what how she can help him. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Lev and his right-hand woman there, the woman, the Asian woman whose name we can't remember, with the Scottish accent. That's the one from Harry sometimes. Potter. Is that who you're talking about? Cho. Is she from Harry Potter? Yeah, that's Cho Chang. That's Cho Chang? Um, yeah. Uh, well... Like, she also doesn't care. Like, I, I love that every time Flynn comes into the their world, they're like, they're, she's like, wait, do you give me in a box when I'm not here? And then the next week she's like, wait a minute, do you make me play with the kids when I'm not here? And Am I that a toy? Says, well, we need, yeah, I toy. And they're like, well, we need an extra person. Like, they totally treat her like a robot. Wilf is the only well, person who doesn't treat her like a robot, right? Yeah. Like a peripheral. I mean, like not for nothing. To, to to be fair, when she's in the peripheral, she is a robot. <laughs> I mean, what what I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, when, when it's her, it's her. But when it's not her, I mean, then it's why not make why not why not make use of her? I mean, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Well, and, and yeah, it is a robot, and really, why not keep her in a box? It's funny because Wolf says, I thought, there's a point where Wolf says, I thought you'd keep her in a bed or something. And and, and Love is like, why? Of course I'd keep her in a box. Um, and, I mean, he's not wrong. Sure, keep your robot in a box. I, I guess I just love that Flynn, like, really considers it to be her. Yeah. It looks like her. It was purposely well, yeah. made to look like her. Obviously. She's not in another person's body, really. Um. Like, it doesn't look like someone else. I, it, I find it hilarious. Every time she goes in there, there's, like, another indignity, right? She's like, wait a yeah. um, uh, In the I next episode, the only person that we really... <laughs> in the next episode, mm-hmm. she's going to say, you know, I had a thought, who dresses my robot? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good yeah. Um, because it's not really a robot. You know when they see all those dead ones and, and someone, I guess it's Wilf says, uh, when they go in that medical room, it's in the previous episode, and there's a bunch of dead yeah. robots in there, and Wilf says, oh, they were kept here too long without a nutritional, without their nutritional Yeah, it's like a biological, like an empty clone body or something. I feel like it's more yeah. like, I mean, it's a robot, but it seems like it's biological. But it's yeah. you know alive yeah. in some sense. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure you would uh, make an extra bedroom for your for your uh, empty <laughs> shell or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> well, I could understand. Yeah, but it's yeah, funny. yeah. So I guess that's all the major stuff that happened. I mean, they did have um, that cop come snooping around. Like, like shit is starting to like. Like I don't, they might have to worry about dying in ten years because they might get killed right there in their own town by who knows who, right? Um, I know yeah. that, like having a cop come snoop around is it's dangerous for their cop. His name is Johnny, Jimmy, Timmy. I don't know. Um, like it's dangerous for him to be snooping around. Like they don't want him to get, you know, killed or whatever. Oh, but you mean? That's what you meant in the, in the future. Was you were losing it? Oh, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy. I knew. Uh, I, I well, mean, I mean, Tommy. Tommy. Tommy's got to play some kind of part because otherwise, why do you even have the character around? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, and it's not just that they don't want it to happen to him because, you know, as Burton says, uh, there's a dozen bodies in the backyard and we can't have a cop snooping around here. Um, yeah. He's not, you know, he's not overreacting. He's not wrong about that. Um, no, he's not. Yeah. So, yeah, I hadn't really thought about what part he plays, but he's definitely going to play a part because why else is he in it? Um, so, anyhow, is that all that really happened this all week? All right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much right. it in a nutshell. All right. We should yeah. keep moving along. So, that leaves us with Manifest. Okay. Yep. We watched the first two episodes of Manifest. Yeah, not... You're going to have to remind me which is specific to the two episodes. I was just going to say. <laughs> Although, uh, I mean, they've all been... Okay. So it's not like if I say anything, okay. it matters, but... So, all right, I'm going to tell you... I, all right, so I'm going to tell you how the second episode... The second episode ends with finding out about Jared and Drea, which I kind of saw coming. So that's how it ends. So hopefully that helps you remember what came before. That's not exactly <laughs> a plot point, but... I think that's huge. I think that's yeah, huge because also in the because also in this episode, I mean it's plot. Also in this episode, Michaela admits to Zeke that she still has feelings for Jared, which is like which is huge, kind of big, yeah. Which is kind of sort of messed up in a way because it's been it's been two years since we last saw yeah. our manifest crew. It has, but I remember when they got married, we had the conversation, do you think she's only marrying him because he's going to die? Like, we, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know, Jared ends up saying that he only stood up for them because he, he thought Zeke was going to die. I, I mean, we we did talk about that. I, I kind of felt like they brushed it under the rug. I mean, I know that this is not a show that is going to get really deep into – you know, uh, the drama of their relationship. But I felt like Zeke kind of let it go. Like he has that moment where someone says to him, you can love two people at once. You know, oh, when he ends up telling, you know, he's yeah. telling Ben, like loving Cal doesn't make you love Eden any less. Uh, and then he goes to Michael and says, you have a big heart and you have room for a lot of people in there. And I want, I'm like, no. She's still in love with her ex-boyfriend. That's totally different, Zeke, dummy. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that happened, Jamie, the second episode was all about the guy who comes over from China. Um, and it ends with oh, his tattoo Henry. being transferred onto Cal. All right. I think he still has the, the tattoo. I think it just showed up on Cal. I don't think it right, Well, we don't know because he's gone and probably will never be seen again. Um, yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah, it's transferred. Did they they found the black box then? Yeah. Yes, yes, they found the yeah. black box. Um, okay. Sanvi has been religiously trying to figure out what's going on with the black box. Um, Henry says, "Do you hear the voices? There's voices over voices," and they're like, "What the hell are you talking about, Henry?" And then she calls in her friend, and he explains to her how UHF works. And then she finally, <laughs> she you know, after, after after playing with all the different frequencies, she finally starts to hear it. But we don't actually, I couldn't make out of anything that was being said. Oh, I could because I put on the closed captioning and we played it. <laughs> and 
it was all voices of like Cal and Michaela and like I think maybe Zeke definitely been and they were all saying stuff that it, it's not like they were on the plane saying stuff. It, it seemed to me to be like all snippets of stuff they've said over the years, like which all the callings and this is how it has to be and it was not like anything oh, really? like it wasn't anything like I see the angel of death. It was just sort of like you know <laughs> generic manifesty kind of stuff to be saying. Gotcha. Um. Gotcha, gotcha. It wasn't like a joke. You know, yeah. You know what it reminded me. You know what it reminded me of. Trying to figure out the whispers. <laughs> yeah, I could play that over uh, and over and lost. <laughs> at least this wasn't um, backwards. That made it fun. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But you could see it on the captions. So there was you know. there was no angels of, there was no angels of death, but there was a volcano. Okay. A volcano. I'm just, yeah. It's hard for me to straight. I'm just being careful what I say. I'm thinking about it. I so um, I um. All right. Well, then don't say anything. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it it was so. I mean, really. Uh, so the action is moving around, but I feel like I guess maybe because it's still so early in the season that you know a, a lot of these two episodes, I, I felt like was designed to just make you want to punch Ben in the face really hard. Like, well, that's ben what we always total, felt. I know. We always hated him. Well, not as much as we hated Grace. Um, we always no, felt that true. Ben needed a, was a pain in the ass. He needed a punch. But he really is like, I mean, two years later, he he looks like he hasn't taken a shower for the whole two years, actually. And, <laughs> <No>. um <laughs> And... That he, like, so I could maybe see a a bit of a storyline of, like, blaming Cal, but not really. Like, we see the flashback Mm. where Olive, like, really screams at him, it's your fault, but she's clearly gotten gotten past it. Like, Olive is not like that, right? And Cal is, like, so neglectful. Like, I can totally see how, like, like... Okay, his one daughter's missing, but it's like his other two kids don't exist and don't matter. And he's like, I don't want to live anymore. I don't care about the lifeboat. I don't care about it's a death date. Oh Nothing my god! Is anything without Grace and Eden. Poor me, poor me. And I was like, Oh my god, Cal, just punch him in the face right now, right? When uh, like when, when he mentioned when he mentioned the lifeboat, Artie goes, Oh no, not yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we thought that was over. And it's actually, oh, and, it, and once once they said that, once they mentioned the first lifeboat, the first time, and I was, actually Cal said lifeboat the first time, and I was like, I started making jokes. I said, I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they named the kid Eden. Clearly, the kid's name should be lifeboat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, look up to see Greek names or whatever you know. Yeah. Languages that it's lifeboat the name of that that'd be funny. Ugh. I mean, you know, um, it's, it's it's like we know Ben's right, but it's like it's just like the way he goes about things, and everybody in the everybody in the episode at least once I think has been like, dude, you need to let the rest of your family know that you're still here for them, like especially Cal. And I I was what really pissed me off was after Anna confessed, and they come home, and everybody knows that you know that. She's out there somewhere, and they just gotta find her now. He comes, everybody hugs, the whole family hugs, 
and there's Cal standing on the other side of the table, and Ben's just, like, glaring at him. Like, yeah. I thought, finally, this is the moment that Ben is going to go over and hug his son, and nothing. And I was like, oh, my God, Ben. <laughs> I was like, I just, I, I, I wanted to punch him. <laughs> I mean, just... I also, yeah. because how many times has Cal been kidnapped or dis- ran off and disappeared or blooped, like, Half the show is always like, "Where's Cal? Poor Cal. We gotta find Cal." Cal yeah. like, half the show is like, for years, has been like, "Where's Cal?" And now, like, Cal is stay in the house, Carl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And now Cal is like, been like hates Cal, um, which it's really not Cal's fault. I mean, I mean, we kept saying he shouldn't have let her in the house, let Angelina in the house, right? Yeah, but. He didn't make but he was a little kid killer. I think no, actually I, mean, I think he, if I remember correctly, if like I remember correctly, he was like twelve. No, yeah, twelve. Yeah. He was old enough. If I remember correctly though, if if I remember correctly though, I, I do recall quite a few times on this podcast hearing the phrase "cow's the worst." Now, who was it that said that? <laughs> who <could have> possibly <laughs> said that? <laughs> who might have said "cow was the worst"? <laughs> I gotta say that uh, no, I'm, I'm really I'm I'm liking the uh, the teenage cow. I like the, I like I'm liking this actor. I think he's doing. I mean, it's only been two episodes that I've seen, but I think he's doing a good job. Um, really capturing um, the regret that Cal has, because um, obviously yeah. Cal blames himself too. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, aging him. I don't know. Seems like a kooky idea, but it does allow you to do more with the character, also, right? Yeah. Like Cal can Cal can go sneak around the port of you know down in the port authority on the docks and not kind of like and, and not look totally like he can look like a young guy working there and not look like a twelve year old sneaking around the port authority and he can you know like it does give him some more to do. Um, uh, I I do kind of wish Cal would be a, l- a little more forthcoming. Like Cal, Cal says things like like he said, you know, I rewatched the season finale, of course, right before I watched this, right, the last season finale, and uh, you know he's on the plane and he's crying and crying, and he says like he says this is how it has to be. And then he bloops, and he goes, and he's with Grace when she dies, and he says, it's okay, Mom, I know now what we have to do. He said, that's the last thing he says in the season three finale, right? And, and like, did he forget immediately as soon as she, like, if you know now what we have no, to do. No, the writers did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he said, I know now what we have to do, and then he hasn't said anything about it, so... Did he know? Did he not know? Did he like, like what? What does that mean? I, I mean, I, I'm asking that. I'm not maybe, asking you. Maybe NBC said you have to put in this cryptic line, and he didn't really want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know you don't know what it means, but like Cal, no, like I... Cal knows everything, and yet he never knows anything, or he never tells anybody anything, right? Like yeah, why? I'm not sure what it like, it's referring to, and I've seen the whole season, and I'm like thinking. Wait, what? I have no clue. <laughs> you, you know it might be explained. You know what's really interesting? I don't remember the finale. I 
I might just not remember, but yeah. You know what's interesting about Cal right now is so Cal is all right, so when he was on the all right, so originally they were twelve, right? Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, and they were twelve. So they were yeah. like so okay, so they were like twelve and then Cal lost five years. So he's still twelve. And then a couple of years go by, so you know he's like, thir- you know, thirteen by the time season three ended, and now he's eighteen, and you know back to the age he should be. Yet he still lost those five years. So it's like now we look at Cal. Now we now we look at Cal as a young man, but he's still mentally a little child in a way because he doesn't have the experience of actually oh. being a teenager. Right. I think He's that's like, interesting. So that, and, 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 like, and granted, granted, it's been two years since, you know, he's been, he's been a teenager for two years now, but it's still like he doesn't, you know, and it's actually funny. There's a, a little quick line where I forget what the question was or somebody said something and he's like, I missed high school, remember? <laughs> yeah. I caught that too. You that. know? Yeah, you know, so it was like there's that moment. So it's like it's, it's an interesting dynamic with Cal, which is what I kind of like, and I feel like the actor is, is doing a good job of kind of, he's got, you know, Cal's kind of like got to live in both worlds. Like there's the mental part of him, but then there's the physical part of him, you know? And it's like, I feel like because him and Olive are technically now the same age again, people don't, they're not looking at him the same. I mean, hell, would you have let 12 year old Cal would never have been able to walk into the police station, you know, and, and do, mm-hmm. you know, or as, as he put it, or as he put it, I feel like I'm walking into the death star um, yeah, <laughs> which I thought was a great line, you know, so there's that as, you know, you don't let 12 year old Cal do that, but you let this Cal do it because you're looking at him as a young adult now, even though his which mentality is still that, it's still that of like, maybe like a 14 or 15 year old, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. I hadn't really thought of that, but he missed like. He's the opposite of Claudia the vampire, who looks young, but is she looks 15, but it look, is 30. He mm-hmm. looks 18, but yeah, is like exactly. 14. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is the opposite. That's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, Angelina is another person who needs to be punched in the face, and Adrian. These characters are horrible. They're horrible people. Anna, all of them. Um, I mean, if you – okay, so Anna's excuse for harboring fugitive Angelina and Eden all these years is because he said bad things – she said Ben was, like, abusive or whatever, right? Like – Was this supposed to be all two years, though? I didn't get – maybe she was supposed to be there two years, but I kind of okay, thought whatever, that whatever, whatever, just because – he like he was a bad person. You don't get to kill the mother and kidnap the kid. Like you should still call the police, right? Yeah. Like I'm sorry. In what world is she better? Like okay, you don't want the kid to be returned to Ben because he's allegedly abusive, but you want her to be with murderous Angelina. 
Like it's mentioned, like there's a character who mentions that they saw it on the news, that it was all over the news when it happened. Um, it's not like she doesn't know that Angelina killed Grace, right? Um, right. So you know what's funny about it is, yeah, is Anna's like, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, you know, Angelina told me that you and Grace were awful and the baby was unsafe, and she she saved the baby from the fire because you know. And blah 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 blah. She goes. But after spending one day with you, I realized she lied. And it's yeah. ironic <laughs> because she spent the day with she spent the day with Crazy Ben. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> she did. And then it was Crazy Ben who was acting all like he was like not at all acting like a stable person that I'd want to give a child to. Right. Yeah, that was kind of weak. That was kind of, I mean, I, I understand they are going to have to rush this show to the end because of the cancellation and the one season or whatever, but, like, that was just, that was just, like, that makes no sense that a person would do that um, and say things like that. Uh, but it's manifest. It's not the deepest yeah. show that we watch. Um, and um, then Adrian continues to be the worst also, right? Like, Adrian's like, okay. Adrian. It's like, she's She's like, She's like, you told me to do it. And he's like, I didn't tell you to do any of that. And she's like, yes, you did. And he's like, okay. <laughs> okay, you can come stay in my house. Uh, yeah. He's, he's uh, yeah. Uh, I also have to say, I hope when they got to Netflix, they'd have a larger budget so they could afford a better wig. But, no, they just <clears throat> used the same wig that they had on her last year, which, well, I'm sorry, Holly Taylor should – that, that can't be Holly Taylor's hair. That is a wig, right? Well, I think it's intentionally bad, though, because it, it falls in line with the character. She's trying to hide out. You know what I mean? No, her hair looks like that last year. That's the same wig from last year. That's the same hair from last year. I thought she, I thought, see, I, okay, maybe I'm forgetting. Oh, you just watched the episode, so I guess you would know. But I, I was thinking that, the that, 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 right. Okay, see, I don't remember her hair looking like that last year. I thought it was longer. Yeah, might have been longer, so I but she had was the same. Like it sat on her head the same way. I just feel like I, I, Holly Taylor, if that's your real hair, then you just need to fire the stylist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, I mean, I, I whatever. I, I mean, it is the same production. Yeah, yeah. it was. To do whatever, it was so but. funny. Throughout the episode, I couldn't remember her, the character's name at first. For Angelina was just like failing me. So I kept referring, referring to her as Holly. And finally, after I said it the third time, Artie goes, who the hell is Holly? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, her. He goes, that's yeah. Angelina. I said, thank you. <laughs> I said, Holly's her real name. That's a Jamie. It's like a Jamieism. Like after Jamie meets them on the interview, sometimes she calls them by their real yeah. names, right? Yeah, I can um, always remember. Oh. Is there character one, one, one other thing, um, one other, I like what they've done with Zeke, um, that he's got like a, that he's helping people, he's using his powers to really help people. I think that's really uh, a good use of Zeke's character uh, with his empathic abilities. I'm surprised that Zeke doesn't also have to check, like, so the eight traders are on this watch list and they have to check in all the time and answer all these questions and basically have this really intrusive thing going on with the government. But like, I'm surprised that like husbands and wives and 
don't have to check in also that people are related to them. Like if, if I, like, like AJ, if you were like on a terrorist watch list, they'd be watching Alyssa also. Right. Like, uh, like, I don't know. Probably. It's a little. No, you have a good point. I hadn't really thought about it. Whether they have callings or not. That that they can go around. They find other. What, Jamie? I said, I think a lot of it is more about whether they're having callings or not though, because I know like she has to lie about having callings through a lot of it. So I think that they get scared of them when they know they're having callings. Not that that's a reason they should, but, but yeah. yeah maybe like, has really your wife had any it. callings this week? Have you noticed your wife acting weird? Has anything weird happened this week? Right? Like, yeah. like why would they not be? Why? Are, I don't know. Because it's manifest and I can't, I can't get, I can't pull these threads. Right. Don't pull these threads. It's just right. manifest. Um, but yeah, so I agree with you, AJ. I like that that he's using his he's using his power for good. Although it it reminded me, um, so when in the first scene where he's with his drug counseling client, and he gets this guy to open up, he uses his powers to get. I mean, he's using his powers for good, but it's a little manipulative because he's not saying like like they don't know that he's basically reading their mind, right? Um, and he gets this guy, you know, uh, they hug and then like the receptionist says, wow, how'd you do that? Like the last guy almost quit. How'd you get that guy to do that? And Will says, um, I feel their pain. And then they do the hard work. Right. And so then fast forward to the scene where he, Henry Kim is like, his heartbeat is racing and he's like coughing and can't breathe or whatever. And he's like, Sandy, let me try. And he holds his hand in the guy. And then he goes outside and he's coughing and everything. And you know what that reminded me of? The Green Mile. Yeah. I hadn't thought you of that, but the, yeah. The Green me Mile. Of like a... Have you seen the Green Mile, Jamie? Yeah. It's been forever, but yeah. But okay, you know how yeah, I mean it's you know how John Coffey, when he like takes in the evil or the illness out of someone then later it flies out of his mouth like black like black ashes are flying out of his mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And I felt like yeah. that's kind of what Zeke's doing. Like he's taking is he is he is he like taking their pain and their I think he's, like he's not just using the way feel. He's not just using his powers to understand your feelings and then draw you out to talk about it. He's actually like literally kind of drawing them out, right? And I, I, I yeah. like that's yeah, how good take, well for he him. take the emotions from them as well as give, like make them yeah. feel things. He can kind of take it. So that's not going to go well for Zeke, probably, right? I can see that. Like, are we going to have a Zeke dying thing again? Because that could happen. And I also feel like, like there's a consent issue. Like, he's not, like, obviously he can't tell them, but he's not telling people that he's going to basically read their mind, read their feelings, you know. I mean, it's one thing when he's, like, acting like Deanna Troy, like, you know, he's walking around with Jared and and McKellen, he's using his powers to help them stop a crime or, you know, be an advisor. But when he's there in the room with you, counseling you and not, like, I don't know, I felt like there was an element of it that was kind of not cool. I haven't really thought about it that way, but I guess you're right. There's that element where Michaela last season had to ask him to, like, stop reading my mind. And he's like, I can't help it, right? Um, like, like reading a person's mind without their consent is not cool, right? Right. Anyway, I think the bigger issue is that it's going to make him sick. Like, when he took that guy's, like, 
physical symptoms of anxiety from him, then they then Zeke was sick. So I would have another whole season of Zeke dying because, like, we, we've been there and done that. But anyway. All right. Anything else? Or can right. we say goodnight to Jamie and move on to the last two? I think we can do that. Jamie, you got anything else you want to add? Um, no, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. Um, are we, as I say, soon we'll have, um, Wakanda to talk about, but not quite yet. Uh, that comes out next week, right? Yeah. The 11th, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Uh, we'll have that soon. I've got to work this weekend. I'll try to catch it. I think everything else I've, um, seen is not out, so I don't think there's anything to talk about. I don't know. Okay. I need to sleep. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Oh, I can say one thing. I've seen Warrior Nun. Um, I have to put up. You I've never even heard of that. That's, oh, you never seen the first season? It's a good show. It's, no, the it's, comic book um, adaptation. Yeah, it's a comic book adaptation, but in the, in the TV series version, um, the the they have like a halo. It's supposed to be like a halo that um, – is sort of embedded in their back under their skin and it like gives them powers. Um, whoever has it, the word none. And um, when the one girl, when she's going to, when she's dying, she has to hide it and she hides it in a dead body and the girl comes back to life. And that's what it's about. Cause she's the one that becomes a warrior nun, but it's kind of like a, it's, it, it's interesting, but it's about like um, a group of nuns that, uh, you know, protect the church and everything, but I don't know. It, it, it's good. I like it. It's, it's sci-fi okay. too, but um, but yeah, season two just came out. Hopefully, there'll be a season three. But I mean, it didn't come out yet. It, it's coming out. I just watched it. I should say. Yeah. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah, and it's Simon Barry. You know, Continuum. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, good, <laughs> good stuff. All right. Uh, well. Uh, all I can say is to keep a look for the different interviews that are still on the way. I still have more manifests and, you know, leverage is on the way and one of your um, dangerous liaisons yet. And so, yeah, cool. all that stuff. All right. All right. Uh, well, I'll talk to you right. later. <laughs> okay. Have a good week. Have a good week, Jamie. Bye-bye. You too. Good night, Jamie. Go get some Bye. sleep. Good night. Oh, well, good night. Good night. Um, All right. All right, American Horror Story. Andor. Oh, Andor. Let's, Andor. let's blast through Andor first. Okay. Um, I gotta say, I it, it's actually I, I feel like it's getting a little more interesting. Um, um, Bix is tortured. I I would I don't know what that device is or what it does, but holy crap, she was screaming for her life, and she actually gave oh, up information. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, Vel and Munmuthma are related. I'm confused on how, though. The driver says it's her cousin, but when she gets there, her daughter says, look what Auntie Vel brought. So, I don't know if it's one of those situations where you just call relatives auntie and uncle, whether they are or aren't. Yeah. So, I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if it's, if it's like they say that it's her cousin, but it's really her sister type of thing, or what the... Maybe she said she was cousin when she showed up because she didn't want, 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Just, the important yeah. thing is Vel is turning out to be a lot more important than we thought she was. I like when my mom yeah. says to her, when she tells her, she goes, um, um, you need to act like a spoiled rich kid for a minute so people don't get suspicious. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. Um yeah, that was, I didn't, I mean, I didn't see that coming because why would anybody see that coming, no, right? Yeah. No way anybody would see that coming. I, I really thought maybe we wouldn't see Vel anymore, um, that that part of the show kind of was over. Um, I thought this was a better episode also. I thought it was getting better. Um, maybe partly because, like, Cass Andor was only, like, a third of it, and, like, two-thirds of it was, like, Imperial intrigue, which of course, and rebel, like, yeah, like the stuff that we, like, I don't know, like we talked about how this is a show that didn't be made. This is a show, but I feel like this is stuff that I didn't know I wanted to know, like all this empire stuff yeah. and how, like this fills in a gap in a much better way yeah. than like the mirror. Yeah, the mirror stuff is really good. Yeah, but I gotta yeah. say, even I gotta say, even the, even the prison place you know and andor's storyline actually picked up a little this week i thought it was pretty uh pretty crazy that they found out that when you get released you don't get released you just get switched to another section right right that was huge like it's a total scam and then and then the fact that that you know then the you know the guards killed everybody because word got out like you have this slave labor labor to mass produce whatever it is the empire needs, but if somebody figures out the, you know what you're up to, you kill an like a whole wing of people. You just what you just killed your production. Like <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I well, had a theory because I, mean, I really want to know what the hell they're building. Like I'm I'm watching them build these things, and I'm like, okay, what is this Lego that they're building? You know. And then mm-hmm. I, started, I, was like, yeah. I was like, oh, wouldn't that be cool if it turns out these are, like, components for the Death Star? Yeah. Well, that'd like, be cool be because cool. Um, this takes place five years before Rogue One, and Rogue One takes place yep. really just a few days before A New Hope, right? Um, right. So that'd be cool if they were Death Star parts. I like that yeah. theory, AJ. Um. Yeah, so, yeah, the this, this stuff inside the prison is heating up, and that was an amazing turn of events there, how nobody gets out. I mean, I think that it, it just shows kind of what Cass has been saying all along, that they have unlimited slaves. They don't really care about you, and they'll just kill you all because they have, they have like, unlimited prisoners, and they just, like, I mean, honestly, with those new laws that they rolled out, they probably don't have enough prisons to pull the prisoners in, right? No. And they can get a whole bunch more there. Um, also, when they landed on that planet, there were like multiple, yeah. multiple little buildings. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But it's just, and this, and this is exactly what they wanted to happen by doing the heist, because now the, you know, the empire is putting their their boot to everybody's throat, which they're hoping is going to piss off enough people to really start a real rebellion. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of ironic and shitty at the same time, you know, like basically like you're getting people hurt, but the end result is fighting back. So 
So it's 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 one of those goods of the many outweigh the needs of the few, I guess, type situations. Oh, and did you catch yeah. who the loan shark is when she's talking yeah. when Mon Mothma's talking to her 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 accountant friend there, and he's talking about needing yeah. a four hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and they're talking about he the loan shark. Yeah. Draven. Remind me who Draven is? As in General Draven in Rogue One. Oh, 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 Draven. It's Draven, General Draven. Yep. Wow. Um, Which, which I was suspecting that, you know, we're going to, we're going to be getting little things like that. Like, and actually something I learned in this episode that I had no idea about, I didn't even, I didn't catch it, but one of the guys, the, the guy that was most featured um, in the episode when, when Andor was, tr- you know, talking about escape and everything, the guy that was kind of like, um, you know, ag- agreeing with Andor, he's also yes. a rogue one. He's one of the well, pilots. I totally, recognized, I, had... I totally recognized him, and I was trying to figure out who he was. I'm like, oh, God, I know yeah, who I... that guy is. I recognize his face. Yeah, he's one of the I, pilots I... that volunteers to go to whatever the planet was called. I can't remember the name of it. I recognize them enough so, yeah. to the point that I'm like, I'm like, oh, are they maybe going to escape together? Yeah. So that that so like I'm like, who is that guy? Who is that guy? He's a big. I'm like, he's a bigger actor. He's gonna maybe, maybe he'll escape with them. But like now, he definitely has to because if he's going to yep. join the rebellion, if he eventually is in going to the rebellion, yeah, um, that totally makes sense to me. Um, I mean, I do think one reason that I thought this episode was better and that I enjoyed the prison scenes more is really partly because it was, I mean, Cass, it was really the story of the Andy Serkis character getting to where he needed yeah. to get, right? Like, it was really his in this episode. Um, yeah, and I love the way that ends. When Andor's been questioning him the whole time, and Andy Circus has been like, "Whatever, whatever, I'm going to bed now. Good night. I'm not answering your questions." And then, as soon as the old guy dies, and they realize that nobody ever gets out of there, he's like, "How many guards per level?" He's like, "No more than 12. Like he immediately yeah. like <laughs> switched his tune. Oh yeah, yeah. He immediately was like, "All right, I'm telling. I like like he he has like 200 and some days left, and he's been totally like out for himself." And now they're at the point yeah. where he has to realize. Um, uh, and so they have no choice it but never to escape because you just stay there till the rest of your life. You're never getting out um, until you die. Like, and like Andy Circus, I can't remember his character's name right now, but he's yeah, he's like been he's a big believer. Like he believes in this. Um, like, okay, he. He really, I want to say, he really believes in the system, and like he believes, like keep your head down, do your work, don't get in trouble, and and just do your time until you get out. Um, right. I mean, he believes it. He believes it because he believes it, or he believes it because he has to believe it, or he'll go insane, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and he's at the point now where he realizes. Um, that he's believing a lie and he does something different. But to see, like, to see, you could see him go through that. Like, as we're going through the scene where Ulf is dying and 
they're learning from the tech, the med tech, the truth. You can, like, see it. I mean, this is why they cast a great actor like Andy Circus, right? You can, like, see on his face, like, as it's, what he's going through as it's, like, dawning on him in those scenes. Yeah. Like, as he's realizing. Yeah. Um, and you can see, like, you can see on his face, like, his brain, like, the gears clicking in his brain and doing the work, and it's, like, coming to him, and he's figuring it out, and, and like, just the, like, disbelief and then the disappointment and, like, all of that that he's got to go through to come to that realization was so great. Yeah. Was really great in that scene, I thought. Um, I don't often really... Uh, well, hopefully it uh, keeps I mean, getting better. Yeah, it's definitely getting better. I'm really... Um, uh, yeah. I guess there was a point where you and I would have said it couldn't have gotten worse, right? So <laughs> the true. only way the only way was all up right. for a while. It was so boring. Yeah, true. So, all Very right. true. Yeah. All right. So AHS. Moving right along. Um, yeah. It's get. I, I don't. I mean, I, I this last episode definitely turned everything on its ear. So maybe that's why I seem to enjoy it more. But. Uh, so the weird we had weird tarot card stuff happening where people are having hallucinations after a tarot card reading, uh, which makes no sense whatsoever. Um, Big Daddy tries to kill Patrick, um, but then Gino sees Big Daddy in the mirror as Barb is getting killed. He somehow shows up behind her in the shower as she's as she's fantasizing about um, about Patrick. That's- so, so you you so you've got to be right. You've got to be right that he's super. You know, your theory about him being supernatural, even though we see him physically do stuff, he just still has to be a supernatural element to her because there is no way for him to show up behind her in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. So, got to be supernatural. You know, there's just too much going on there. Um, and then everything in the next episode totally got flipped on its ear when you find out that, first of all, Whitely. When he has those two guys, the two gay guys t- tied up, of course, everybody knows. Oh, my okay. God. Um, and, but I love when he drops his creation down, and all I could think was, what is this, Frankenstein's Jesus? Right. <laughs> he's got the, you know, he's got this, court, this, this doll, living doll, like, you know, crucified. Is he living? I think it's a corpse. I don't think he's living. Well, I don't mean living. I, all right, so yeah, living was probably the wrong, yeah, probably shouldn't have said living, but you know what I meant. Um, yeah. And then the big twist that them. Patrick and Sam, Patrick and Sam know each other, and they accidentally yeah. killed some kid when they were all having sex with him. You know, which which it was an accident. Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta be careful when you put a bag over somebody's head, though. Um, yeah. But then you find out Henry's a hitman who brings Whiteley in to chop him up. I'm like, holy, oh, yeah. like at first when he said, I, when he first when he's like, I got a guy and he's bringing him in, I'm thinking it's going to be Big Daddy. And I see Whiteley and I'm like, okay, that actually makes more sense. Um, and, you know, now, you know, Henry's at the mercy of Whiteley, but Gino's on the, hot on the trail and I don't know. It's, it's just, though. It's like, I don't know, maybe because it was lots of action and go, 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 and, and lots of twists and turns. But I feel yeah. like this entire season has been things for the sake of things. Like, there's been yeah. no real, like, I, like, there's been no, like, if anything, I like, I like Patrick even less now. Um, the only yeah. thing I'll say is, yeah. you know, Sam, I mean, I Sam, Sam was your, no, 
I think I like him less now. Sam is your um, stereotypical, you know, 80s gay guy in the club, in the disco club scene. Where, you know, he's got, you know, he's got the, the button-down shirt with the chest hair showing and the medallion, you know. I mean, don't let me, you're getting me wrong, though. He nails it. <laughs> he is oh, nailing yeah. that character. And you're not supposed to like that character. But then, honestly, he actually comes off a little sympathetic in that flashback and, and in the scene yeah. leading up to it. Well, just because, like, he, he, he seems, for me at least, he seemed more humanized in that moment. Like, when he, get, when he first gets to the house and he's like, oh, God, he's like, I miss this place so much. And I'm like, he's not the oh, overbearing yeah. and asshole that he usually is. And even in the scene yeah. when, you know, when they realize when, I mean, he actually had to push Patrick off of him and stop Patrick. He's like, Patrick, stop. Patrick, stop. And Patrick's going to town. And he pushes yeah. Patrick off. And he's like, oh, my God, we got to, oh, he's like, oh, my God. He's like, holy shit. He's like, we got to call the cops. And Patrick's like, I am the cops. We can't call them. You know, it's like Sam actually yeah. wants to do the right thing. And then he's Sam like, all right, hold on. I cops. got a guy. Yeah. Sam wanted to call the cops was and then he's surprising like, to me because he's a terrible that's person. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, Sam's still a terrible person, but it kind of, they made him a little less, like, like, you know, just an inkling less terrible. <laughs> Yeah. And made Patrick worse. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he wanted to call the cops, but he did pull his Patrick thing where he says, he says he consented. He consented to this. You know, he wanted it. He consented. And Patrick yeah. says he didn't consent to this. And, like, Patrick does have a very loose consent. Like, he, like, I mean, he consented, but he never actually told the kid what was going to happen, right? Um, and it reminded me of when you know, he had that kid locked up in the cage in his sex dungeon. And yes. and he's like, you consented. And the kid's like, let me go, let me go, let me go. And he's like, you answered the phone outside the bar. What do you think was going to happen here? And I'm like, Sam, that's not really consent, right? Um, yeah, no, that was I mean, different. But you know what, though? But it's actually kind of funny now because seeing this scene makes me wonder yeah. what they didn't show us with the kid in the cage. Yeah. I feel like we didn't yeah. see everything. Yeah. No, we didn't. Um, but, like, so this takes place two or three years early, uh, two years earlier or something like that, right? Or, I don't know. Yeah, two years. But I guess I, I guess I just felt I could see the later Sam with people in a cage, like, where he's, like, his first reaction is, like, he consented. And I guess, yes, part of that is a defense mechanism, like, I didn't mean to kill him, which they didn't mean to kill him. Um, no. But, yeah. And, you it's know. Still involunt- it's like, still involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, and and Patrick sets the whole scene up by saying they were heavily on drugs when it all happened. Like in the previous scene, Sam's like, "Why do we bury a body here?" Um, you know, it was the drugs. <laughs> it's probably the drugs, Sam says. It's always uh, the drugs. It's always the drugs. Yeah, um, it it is a little. Um, I get it that it's an ensemble show, and we can't like. Like, if they dropped new characters in the middle, we might be irritated. But I'm like, in all of Manhattan, like, it's the same five people who are turning out to, like, oh, he knows Sam. Oh, they killed someone. Oh, right. Like, and, and what's his name? Andy Adam is Billy Ooh. Ward's sperm donor. Oh, which Adam. Was, Adam. That was a little out of the blue. It hasn't really been established that they were such close friends that they would ha- enter into that relationship, but whatever. Um, 
so I thought episode five, the first one, I was a little bit like, what's, this is kind of boring and what's the point of this? And it was like a whole episode that was just to set up this tarot stuff, which was, you know, at least they brought into a supernatural element finally. Um, six was better and sort of pulled it all together for me a little bit better. Um, See, while I agree with that, at the same time, I feel like, I, I, I mean, this has been 11 years and you gotta you, you run out of ideas eventually to a point. Yeah. I mean, you're you're in a yeah. certain niche that you gotta you gotta produce and like we said earlier, oh every year, you know, it, you know, like nothing you've ever seen. Well yeah, it's like nothing you've ever seen because it's a whole new story. Um Yeah. But I just I, I feel like this year he's kind of pulling things and throwing them at us to it's 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 been very um, it hasn't been re. It, it's uh, I can't think of the word, first word I'm looking for, but it hasn't been it hasn't been reactive so much as yeah. It it almost feel it it feels more telegraphed than reactive. Telegraphed mm-hmm. isn't quite the right word either, but I think it kind of gets my point across. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, you know this this huge this huge twist of bringing everybody together in in this last episode like that. Like I, I kind of like the, the the twist that Henry is a hitman. You know, that's kind of just yes. a fun little thing, regardless of any of the story. But then yeah. to have it turn out that he's been working with the Mai Tai killer this whole time, and that you know, and just yeah. you know, Sam and Patrick, and just bringing you know everybody together, and then Gino. But you know, it's like every character in this season is connected without knowing, without yeah. even knowing it. You know, yeah. you know all the main characters. Kind of like having yeah. Adam and the doctor be friends without even knowing it, without us knowing yeah. it until they, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, it, it it's, still I, is. It's I, not, don't, I don't hate it. It's it's not the worst season. I don't hate it. I just feel like, me personally, I feel like the characters here after six episodes, the characters aren't as strong, I feel, as they need to, to be for me to even care about them. Well, Gino and Patrick are both really unlikable. And, like, Gino's yeah. whole, like, jealous lover routine is a little old. I mean, granted, Patrick was actually lying to him, but not about the stuff Gino thought, right? Like, Gino yeah. always <laughs> is like, I fell in love with your wife. Are you sleeping with someone else? Are you this? Are you that? Like, Gino's, like, suspicious and needy. And, I mean, for the guy who's supposed to be the older gay man, the older the, – I mean, the older person and more experienced and, and out. And he's like trying to coach Patrick through coming out and leaving his wife and all that. He's very pushy. He's very needy. He's, he's really unlikable. But Patrick is not likable either. There's been something about him from the start that I found unlikable, right? I mean, like, like I should feel sympathetic towards this guy who's tr- who's trying to live this double life and he, he can't be out at his job in the NYPD. And, and he's not sympathetic like, at can... all. No, because he's just like kind of a jerk. I don't really... Uh... And then I like him less every episode that he turns out to be more and more of a liar and now it turns out like he killed yeah. somebody and buried him in a sand dune. Well, and... and you know what's really funny is I really... The scenes with him and his ex-wife I really, I, I, I really felt for him, you know, like, wow, he's like really 
sweet and sincere with her. Like their their scenes are really, you know, nice. But the, yeah. the more I learn about Patrick, the more I'm like, is he though, or is he just placating her? Yeah. Because of what I've seen with him everywhere else, like like Gino says to him, and I was a couple episodes ago, and it's really the the epitome of Patrick is you only tell the truth when you're about to get caught. Yeah. And that kind of sums him yeah. up right there. And that, you it know, really that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it still really feels to me like it's just a normal serial killer show and not that good a one. Yeah. Like it's very law and order, yeah. not law and order, but it's, it's very procedural feeling. It's not that different or unique a a serial killer it, it so you know his speech about when he lowered his creation from the ceiling to me that had a very Silence of the lambs kind of thing to it right yeah um but and he gives the speech about how i don't know he's killing gay people and making a frankenstein that he's going to reveal at the pride parade to show the city that they're hypocrites and like probably like a farce because these people are are so unloved that they can be killed and nobody cares kind of thing right something like that yeah. is his reasoning which is kind of convoluted but i guess so, you know I, I mean, like i i his his messages is the problem it's, it's, it's the way he's going about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah, it feels like a straight up yeah. real killer movie and not that great a one. And then yeah. like the whole big daddy thing. Well, I'm in there like so uh, uh, yeah, so I'm, Well, it's funny cuz we actually start you... with big daddy. And then it yeah. turns you know, then it turns out that we got the Mai Tai killer too. Yeah. And big daddy's kind of going nowhere. And big daddy doesn't really so he looks creepy and scary, but is Leslie Grossman the first person he's actually killed? We, he might have killed oh, Adam's friend in the park. He set the, the fire. Episode, but, oh, he set the fire. Yeah, he set the fire. He firebombed that place to kill all those people. Um, but he did it when Gino was in there, right? Gino and Adam. No, it was Adam. There. Was Gino there, too? I know Adam was there. I don't think Gino was there, though, was he? Well, no, it was Gino just was Adam, Adam and... Yeah, no, it was Adam and his Artist. boyfriend... His boyfriend, yeah, Adam's boyfriend went there. But Adam was handing out flyers yeah. for his missing boyfriend, right? So For his missing like, friend, yeah. Like missing Big Daddy, it's, so let's assume Big Daddy is, is supernatural, but who does he want to kill and why? Like he he, yeah, that he set care. the fire. He set the fire and he killed Leslie Grossman, but like why did he kill her? Like, but why? What, like, why would he kill her? Yeah. People? First of all, I don't know why she was yeah, fantasizing about Patrick when I, I oh, think she's still in love with him. I know, but he's like gay. Like, once you know your husband is gay and you find all that bonded stuff in his closet, would like, yeah, but know. I mean, just because you find out your husband's it. gay and you're getting divorced, getting divorced doesn't mean that you automatically fall out of love with the person because no, you know yeah, they're still the same person. She actually suggested they should stay married in like a sexless marriage, right? Like yeah. she's like, let's just stay married. Yeah. And, um, exactly. and she actually had a seizure and fainted 
then, right? Which I don't know what that, like. Yeah, that's right. Was that supernatural? Was Big Daddy sending her bad vibes? Yeah, I don't know what, what the deal that was. Right? Um, I don't know, but Big we got like two minutes left, so. All right. I don't know what's up with him. It's confusing. That, and, and the whole terror thing. And yes, like, like, yeah. We got a serial killer story with extra stuff. So I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we got four episodes left, so two weeks to, two weeks to talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, well uh, a quick short ending. thank you for listening, everybody. We really pushed it to the edge this week, and uh, we'll try and we keep it, it a little more compact next week. Okay. All right. Alrighty. Have a great week, Karen. And thank I'll talk you, too. You later. Have a good week. All right. Bye. Thank you, America and beyond. Good night. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.